Dog It Club is a podcast about three friends quantifying their love for television via a spreadsheet. This show contains explicit language and is not safe for little ears. And there is a perpetual spoiler alert in effect. We're back. We're back. With episode we're back. number twenty-two. Oh, we're back. <laughs> what is that? Um, that was Jim Norton on the yeah. opening. We're show. back. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm from. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had a little break. Uh, I had a little medical scare. Uh, I'll keep it vague, but it was infection, and I got real, real, real sick, and I'd go to the ICU, and it had surgery, and it was real scary, and it sucked. And I'm still f- getting better, and but uh, so we took a little break. Uh, but we we took some some. Usually every other week we do this. Uh, we just did some watching some Star Trek together. It was really nice. TNG took a little break. Yep. Uh, but this uh, episode goes a little long. Because real of it. fucking long. We just we we had a lot. Of be, be, you add you add that we haven't recorded a month to the fact that the Expanse is a real real good show that we that i was very excited about sold to these two now they're watching yep. it oh, they finish so it good. they love it we're thrilled with it's, show. it's a big as far as big numbers on our spreadsheet you know our grading of the spreadsheet if you're a new listener we have a spreadsheet where we rank the shows we've watched and we compare the numbers with each other's ratings and we have a total and we rate anyway <laughs> this one uh right up there at the top baby uh, we all love the shit out of this show. How much more intro do we got, Justin? Well, we need to tell you to rate, review, and subscribe oh, to us on iTunes. There you go. That thing. And, and follow us on Twitter. At and twitter.com. And how about you tweet about us? Tweet, tweet to us. Tweet to tweet us. Tweet to us and, tweet and get on us. the iTunes and say, five stars. These guys are real cool because we're... We're <laughs> back! We're back! Yeah. Enjoy the show. It's good times. Most overrated. Best. <laughs> Best. Every once in a while, a show comes along. Out of nowhere. Out of fucking thin air. A book you've never heard of. Or whatever. Whatever the source material. And it just like... Changes the game. Just listen to that. I don't even know what language, but it stirs. Nor- I think it's Norwegian, is what it says. I watch it with subtitles. Only and- other, be- like one of the best open, like Vikings, is- gives me the same weird chills. I watch ev- the opening every single time. The Expanse. I'm gonna let the next song play through while we're the talking. The Expanse started on three seasons on Sci-Fi Sci-Fi Channel. 
S-Y-F-Y. S-Y-F-Y. And of course, Sci-Fi being a subsidiary of NBC Universal, they make boneheaded TV decisions and they canceled it. Uh, it didn't meet a... I, I read a little bit about that, by the way. We don't have to get into it right now, but... No, the background. Like, it was... It, 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 it didn't get... There was not there was, ratings. There was, it was, there was a clause or something in the contract. It had to meet a certain viewership. And it didn't. And it just didn't meet the NBC Universal uh, standards, so they just... That was it. And we'll get into the like, what the show is, but this background is important to know kind of why it, this is a special show. Like, so it was on Sci-Fi for three years. Beginning of season three, I think they kind of knew that that was it. They didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, but along comes the one of the richest man on earth, Jeff Bezos, who is ironically a giant fan of the books and has been for a very, very long time. And he w- in, and it had originally Amazon Prime wanted it that to it first, but NBC Bay got outbid by NBC Universal. Right. And so when they when that show was canceled, he snapped it right. To, it didn't matter how He's much like, it mine, cost. Mine. There was a the fan outcry was enough, yeah. and the fact that Jeff Bezos himself is a huge fan of the Expanse, it got picked up by Amazon. And so the first three seasons you can watch on Amazon Prime. That was on Sci-Fi Channel. Well, now it's three isn't on Prime quite yet. You have to buy it if you want yeah, to watch. But it. it's supposed to be released either this month or next month. Was my and um, Taylor and I and, were happy to buy it. And the new seasons yeah. are in production. Yeah. I own all three seasons of this show. It I and I I can't. If you said why, where did you? It just I just randomly I I I ran across like it was only it a few episodes in and I was like. I just caught an episode on Sci-Fi, and you know how little I watch broadcast TV. I you just might have seen it on like Reddit, like talk people. There was a little rumbling, and I, I I just jumped in and and went. I bought. I immediately after the first, I think it was episode three or four. I, I went and bought the whole season. Can and we, just can we back up a second and I'm talk just a little establishing bit? Of, no, no. Why this show is what it is. What is? Can we just back up a second and talk about the Sci-Fi Channel? Like what? <laughs> Okay, and they ha- already like, have like three shitty-looking post-apocalyptic, not as good as the Expanse shows debut, and I'm like, they're not going to be any more as watched as the Expanse. But the Expanse was good. What, what is your reaction <sighs> to a Sci-Fi Channel show? Just, just, I don't tell you the title, but what do you think if I say, "Hey, I'll what u- is your average opinion of a I'll Sci-Fi usually, Channel show?" I'll usually try and give it. At least a glance, if it seems somewhat interesting, because randomly, like The Expanse, they'll come out with something randomly still really good. Like what? Besides Battlestar, what's, just, what's the other thing? I think that's a big fucking star, and it's... And it, it's it is, but that was over a decade ago. There was ago. Farscape was another one that was real good. I know that some of the... Wasn't some of the... Star- Stargates were not pop- Stargate, somewhat far, popular. Farscape. Farscape, Stargate. There's been a lot of stuff, and it's picked up some random stuff that that like needed save. Like I think sliders. Some so your opinion of sliders of, was on there. It's still a uh, source. Your opinion for, of a general sci-fi show is uh, you I'm expect good. something really great. No, you. But you think there's potential. There's always for it potential to be for excellent. something. Yeah, okay. there's always. But sci-fi is that about how you would sci-fi say sci-fi is su- still niche enough. It's still. I, I don't. I, you know. Because look, it, I'm gonna just flat out say aside. Sci-fi is a joke. When I, when I, when it's a fucking joke for the most part, yeah, because there's the Sharknado movies. That's how I view it. But even now, whenever I think of sci fi, the channel, all I think about are the bad movies they release. And they have reality shows now. They have all kinds of, it's garbage. Yeah. 
It's just a. I think of it as no, a, it's it's like, a it's shitty. Every, it's it's if you're just talking garbagey nah, live action no, channel if you're, like if, Spike TV or no, some it, bullshit. It still channel. has That's at least it it's one of the few channels still with a at least somewhat of a theme where it's like you know that they had the Jim Henson makeup or puppet uh, reality show that was honestly really good on there for a while. They had the make the and the the special effects reality shows. I think those are great. I think those are neat shows. Like the ones where they're competing with like special effects makeup, practical makeup. That's sci-fi. Like, you know, they're making alien masks and stuff. It's not a random mixed bag. There are no police show reruns. There's no live PD reruns on sci-fi. It's still relatively science fiction or sort of their their weird little niche they've built with like fucking sharknado movies and stuff which we can say are garbage but there's it's oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> they're, 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 um it uh i don't know I, I if you're i'm not saying it's great but it's definitely not in the league of like a one of those channels where it's like we play cops for eight hours a day i don't know like don't okay know. it's better than that but it's not much no, better in my opinion. No, it's garbage honking. God, no, I mean, it's, it the, it's still the channel look, that gave they us don't, The Expanse and Battlestar Galactica, the, two of the shows out of our top. But, but, then, you, but, then, but then look at our list. That's all that's, that it's given us. Yeah, then look at our list. There's virtually Mystery nothing Science else. Mystery Science Theater 3. I, and you, I still count the old stuff, like the decades ago sci-fi channel. is still a sci-fi channel. It's, a sh- it's given me I don't so think- many hours of Star Trek reruns. And and in, in prime blocks like the, I like you can say oh reruns but like when you well, rerun a show about- well with good pacing and releasing cool episodes and then Mystery Science Theater three thousand and and all, I'm, okay, and I'm I'll, sure I'm missing I'm sure I'm missing a few it, and it's resurrected a few shows I really liked like Sliders and a few others did it do like, did it do Babylon five. I think, I think it did. so. Yeah, there's there's just been too much good, and still randomly, but in my is opinion, good that comes out of that okay. Channel. But my opinion is, and here's why I'm more I have a recency bias here because recent sci-fi, original programming, original TV shows since Battlestar Galactica, you can, all the stuff you all the stuff you were naming though is mainly was in the 90s is what you were talking. All those shows you were just throwing out, Farscape. Two th- no, that's 2000s, not 90s. Okay, early 2000s, mid 2000s, early to mid 2000s. Late 2000s till now, 10 years, there's been a big span, in my opinion, where there's really been nothing. And now, if you're, that, is now why, that is why whenever speaking, people said The Expanse on sci-fi, the first time I heard that, I was like... I mean, speaking ah. strictly of what's left on cable, and cable's generally garbage, there's very few channels left that are worth it. As far as the channels that are kind of eh, it's on the top level of the eh. Like it's not in the in the dregs. Every once in a while, they're still they'll they're just have enough money and they have NBC Universal money. And every once in a while, they can it, because it's still sci-fi. It gives it gives it's the only place on cable you're gonna find that'll take a chance on a show like The Expanse. I don't where well, what, Am- I can't Am- even Amazon name. Amazon would have taken it. I'm not. I'm saying cable. I'm saying it, as far as TV's concerned, there's but, no but, place else I can name on 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 normal cable that 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 allows for the petri dish of mm, this might be good. We're gonna take a chance on this weird sci-fi show because we're the sci-fi channel. So I don't know. I, I don't. I can't shit on sci-fi too hard. I'm not shitting on it. I'm just no, telling you're you. Okay, I kind of am. Maybe <laughs> I'm just Call being garbage. I'm being honest. I know I'm being honest though about how I view. They're hit and miss. Original, majorly, majorly like, a hit and miss. If channel. someone said, it, for instance, if someone just now said, 
did you see such and such on sci-fi? Eureka. And you don't even and say you've never heard of that title. Would you be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go look for that? What? Or would you be, or would you what say- What other channel other yeah, than HBO and AMC, what other channels other than AMC and HBO would give you that re- the reaction you're talking about? Well, FX, for instance, has had a lot of shows that are so. There's three channels. There's, so you're saying all of pretty much all of cable would give you the same reaction you're pinning to sci-fi, other than the like three channels that the good shows come from. Well, what other, other than FX, what other, other than FX, AMC, and HBO? Well, you're you're, you're hanging on sci-fi like show. Okay, I can the go minute sh- I hear sci-fi, no, the minute I hear cable, show, I'm probably going Showtime, Star. There's a lot of other. You've missed a lot of things that have. I'm just like, saying, but normally, normally HBO, AMC, and FX are where we give it way more leniency because and way more leeway because of what it's produced. I I, I just think. Sci-fi, it's obviously not there, but the most of cable is garbage. I wouldn't put, say, sci-fi is garbage. All right. Okay. The, we agree to screw the tw- <laughs> I found a website, the 20 best sci-fi shows of all time. Sci-fi, as in sci-fi, the channel. Uh, number 20, 12 Monkeys. Number 19. That's recent. Number, and, it was, and it was it was apparently pretty good. I didn't watch it. But number 19, Killjoys. Garbage. Number 18, <laughs> Lex with two X's. I loved Lex. That, see, there's another. They had this thing. That where was 97 to 2002. They will pick up. Wasn't that stuff. a canceled HBO show I, or something? Yeah, it was, a, it was on a, a sci- weird Lex sci-fi thing. fucking rules. And the fact that it ran that long on sci-fi. Actually, it w- premiered on City TV in Canada. Yeah, it's a Canadian show. And then it was and picked sci-fi up by the sci-fi it. channel. It's Lex rules i love lex uh, that big bug ship and the guy that's like has the key by accident let's keep ugh. the let's keep anyway, these keep dates going. in mind too uh helix i ran for one year hmm. uh warehouse 13 that ran for a long time 2009 to very like buffy the vampire slayer vibes from that show it's like maybe that's good yeah haven't given it we missed a lot we missed that was warehouse 13 was one of the first shows after the rebranding from sci-fi to, to sci-fi. sci-fi yeah um, sci-fi to sci-fi. Uh, Ghost Hunters. Boo. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, it's garbage. 2004 to 2016. That, that's truly garbage. I would say Ran that. A long time though. Defiance. 2013. To that was the one that was tied to that video game. Remember, they released the Vaguely. video. You could play the video game. What the players did in the game influenced the show hmm. direction, like that. And the show, like you'd watch an episode, and like the effects of what happened in the episode can you can follow it. It was very ambitious. That I don't. I don't. It think must it, not have taken off because well, it, the yeah. game wasn't as good as it, it could fizzled. Have been. I think. Uh, happy with an exclamation! Happy. I don't. It's hmm. currently on 2017 to present. Hmm. Not all heroes wear capes. Wait, how is there a show called Happy with an exclamation point? And so this is what I mean. Sci-fi has all these shows. <laughs> Maybe some of a, the. What if some of these are as good as the Expanse, and we just don't know we it? We just don't know it. Uh, they're not. They're, one thing I will hang on sci-fi is that they're not good at promoting. They're terrible they're at terrible marketing, at right? Mar- and and it, but that's it. That's not. The, it's NBC Universal. They're just. They're so weirdly single-minded, and they've never had a good grasp but on... Wh- sci-fi should have its own marketing team, you would think. They should make sci-fi... I've, I've always thought yeah, they, they should make Sci-Fi horrible, Channel though. just the nerdiest fucking... <coughs> like, they yeah, should lean, lean, into in, lean into the nerdy yeah. thing and just... I, you Excuse know. me. <clears throat> uh, number 12, Channel Zero. See, a lot of these That's shows just were under-promoted. And we, I can't say if they were good or not. I know that some of them ran for a long time. Well, we we could... It, it doesn't have a Metacritic score next to them. 
Uh, no. And keep going into the top. Like, I'm gonna. I need to find number eleven. Eureka! I heard about that. Show. Eureka! Was, yeah, that was apparently pretty good. And 2006 it ran- to 2012, six years. Six. That's six seasons of a show where Battlestar was all grays and blacks and cramped metal hallways. Eureka was an open sky and lushed PNW forests and a cheerful whistling theme song. Almost so kind, kind of, of like, like a happy Twin Peaks. The, what, the be- I, Eureka was like a. How, more- do you, how do you spell it? Eureka. E U R E K A. E K A. You are what? E-K-A. Eureka. It was kind of like a, a sci-fi northern, uh, was it northern exposure kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about it. Okay. So just for the, so that was a 62 Metacritic show. Mm-hmm. 8.8 views are score though. Uh, That's the case with a lot of this stuff on sci-fi though. It's like panned critically a little bit, but it's like, it's like Supernatural where like, the, fan, the fans love it more than the critics do. All right, top 10. Number 10, Continuum. But well, what's, what's Continuum? Only like 100 people rated it, though. Continuum. Mm-hmm. Continuum was uh, 2013 to 2015. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine, Dark Matter. It was also ran for two years. Okay, that one sounds familiar. That sounds me. very familiar. Yeah. It was 2015 to 2017. Pretty recent. Winona Earp. Uh, like gender bent. Wyatt Earp. Wyatt yeah. Earp story. Yeah. Dark Matter 58. <laughs> Just throwing these out. Win- Winona Earp. The Magicians. That, no, The Magicians is good. I watched the first season of The it's Magicians. It's still on. It's still on. It's a very good show. Yeah, yeah there's another pe- feather in sci fi's cat. 60. The Magician. Look up The Magicians. 60. 60? Yeah, it's, 60 it's, a, it's a cool show. It's like. It's like a magic school. You'd like it, Justin. I'm sure I would. Yeah. You know, it's amazing to me. I think there are a lot of great... And by the way, the Metascore went up. Uh, season 2 got a 74, but only five reviews then. So not a very good sample. But uh, it seems like a lot of these... Phones sneezing, dropping shit. God, we're just, we've lost it, guys. You can we've have, lost it. <laughs> it's over. Don't you think you should? Have, you can have some great TV shows that are 60 Metacritic? Absolutely. Most, a lot yeah. of the shows we on our list probably you know have what I mean? less than that. Okay, well, um, number six. Yeah, a lot of them on. But you notice a lot of these uh-huh. are only two, three seasons. They cut fucking good shows off at the yeah. knees because at the ratings, and they just they end it. And it's like, God, that is such a shame. I bet you most of those two, three-season shows were good. Number six is an old show. ran for 10 years. Farscape. That's the one with the yeah. Jim Henson's did it. Mm-hmm. It was like with the Muppet yeah. the Aliens. That was a good show, too. It was, I actually, watched it was actually Brian Henson. 74 Metacritic Farscape. It's a, it's a very good show. Very unique sci-fi show. All right. Now we're in top five. Stargate SG-1. That, and you think of how many Stargate shows there were and how probably... It's like I look at them... 48. Yeah, that's the thing. Stargate is like the the CSI, NCSI, you know, those shows, yeah. but sci-fi. You know what I mean? That's 11, what they always strike me at. 11 seasons of SG-1. 11 Yeah, but then there, seasons. how many other Stargate shows were there? Like three? Uh, right. SG-1? Stargate Atlantis was one, There's I remember. tons of SG-1 them. SG-1 was, it says, original run 2002 to 2007. You said there were 11 seasons? According to Metacritic, there are 11 shows. seasons. They, they rebranded it like 7 billion times. All right, number four is going to surprise you. The Expanse, number four. Still, you know, it only, you know, new. It's new. Number three, M- MST, 3K. Fucking bet. That's, I mean, it gave us Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. And I, I acknowledge I, that. I, I like have, that. I have watched that run, too. Not at the Mike Nelson... 
and the, said the two dudes that did the robots with him, that run, I've watched some of those movies fi- like 15 times. This is interesting. Number two. Puma Man. Number two. It's easy to find. <laughs> It's easy to forget that when the Doctor returned to TV screen in 2005, it was on the Sci-Fi Channel and not BBC. Oh, Doctor Who? Doctor Who returned on the Sci-Fi Channel. Eccleston, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't think... And it ran for... I don't think there was... Was there a BBC America at that time? Probably not. That's, I think, the deal. I don't think their BBC America was a thing. They just had Doctor Who running in BBC... In Britain, yeah. and they needed to port it over to America somehow. But yeah, that's that's and that's where you'd put that show. And it was 2006 to 2009 that it ran on well, sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, and then number one, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I don't know. I think Battlestar Galactica shit, <laughs> <laughs> uh, overrated piece of garbage. You listen here, dumbo, dumbo, goddamn, dumbo. Our number, our number three show. <laughs> it. Without, but honestly, so look, look, this lines up with our ratings. Is that Battlestar is number one, Doctor Who is number two, and this is sci-fi only, and then uh, The Expanse. Mystery Science Theater is not on our list. Should be. I don't know. But but yeah, that lines up with what we got, so I'm, I'm okay with that. It's a good top 20. There's some representation from some sci-fi up there. Enough to go like, yeah, sci-fi... It's like, but and, I mean, and, 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 and I reiterate, is synonymous with those bad movies. Though. I reiterate, it's like Netflix at yeah. this point. They just you know, throw it shit at a wall till something sticks. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if we could even sit here and name all the different channels that, like, say TNG, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager have been uh, rerunned on. I mean, countless. Those shows are passed around like yeah. like crazy. And I've watched them, you know, and and. The way a channel programs reruns of a great show like a Star Trek is is a is a talent. You know what I mean? Like there was some runs of watching TNG. I think some of my favorite periods of like consistent TNG watching happened on Sci-Fi because it was just like banger after banger after banger well, episode where you're just like it's been like 5 hours and you're like Where'd my day go? I've been watching TNG all day because sci-fi has been rapid-firing my favorite episodes at me all afternoon. Well, I, like, think, it, it's- I think the sci-fi channel, when it was called the sci-fi channel, it was necessary because the for a lot of like fans like us that like sci-fi, that like science fiction shows. So I think it was necessary. I think it's a good channel. They just- did what every cable channel did was go, we're going to broaden... We're going to broaden our scope just allowed, a little bit. It allowed them to get reality shows well, on is one of the things that they did. They started out to show classic sci-fi movies and, you know, shows like Star Trek. That's yeah. what they started out to be. And then, of course, they evolved over time like most channels do. And they'd show shit. I would prefer, like y'all was, said, for them to, to to appeal more to the nerd. Yeah, There was a period... To that, sci-fi, pure sci-fi. Because I think there is a big enough audience if they do it right. What would you say, for you, was your golden period of watching of you know when we when all you had was like cable you know and there were certain cable channels you you know because there was that period where tech tv was on the air and original sci-fi channel and discovery was still real good with original Mythbusters and stuff and history channel was real good before all these channels kind of melted like you there was a i i would jump back and forth between discovery 
food. Tech TV. Com- when Comedy Central was real sharp and fresh. And right. there were like seven There's or eight. There's a lot of those. That seven or eight channels. It was, and from. I can't say what exactly. It was like the early 2000s, maybe late yeah. 90s, no, early 2000s. No, it was 2000s. when I moved in with you back in like 2004. Like yeah. their TV was just fucking great. Yeah. Like, and not like. It was tighter. It, it, you didn't There's, just have this b- the big blob of HBO and AMC like. All the good shows are on those channels. It was just, there was just general programming was so good. You could ch- tune in to certain, like, oh man. And it tech, was just about that one subject. Tech TV, like. That's what it was. Tech TV was just about tech. Right? What was the main tech TV show? With uh, what's her name and, and the, the guy. guy. Well, it was the older guy. And it was even predating that one where it was more like computer help. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they would present little computer problems and fix it. And and then and what oh and the gaming show with the blonde guy and the hot girl. Uh, That's uh, what I was talking about. Yeah, what is that fucking show called? Hold what on, was that? programs. Shit. What was her name? Morgan. Morgan Webb. Morgan and, Webb. Yeah. And Adam something. And it was just funny. And the reviews were good. It was Tech Live. But what were... was the gaming show with the two oh, with the two hosts? Okay, I'm gonna read the shows. Anime Unleashed, Audiophile, Beyond Tomorrow, Big Thinkers, Body Hits, Call for Help. Computer. Call for Help was good. That was what I was thinking about. Call for Help. Computer Shopper, Conspiracies, Cybercrime, Dash's Animation House, Digital Avenue, Eye Drops, Fresh Gear, Future Fighting X, Machines, Fresh X, uh, Internet Tonight, Invent This, Living with the Future, Max Headroom, The Money Machine, Music Wars, Nerd Nation, Page View, Performance, wow. Plastic Surgery, Robot Wars, Love Robot Wars, The Screensavers. Screensavers. That's the old. That's the show. Yeah, that turned into when G Four bought them. The screensaver. Go to the. I haven't heard. Attack of the show. That was what the screensavers turned into when G Four bought Tech TV. Remember? Mm -hmm. And it ruined the whole channel. No, I still haven't heard the show. I'm thinking of. Uh, Fuck. Just type in Morgan Webb. Type in Morgan Webb, and you'll get the name of the show. Okay. This is great podcast audio, by the way. <laughs> hey, remember this? Hey, remember? We're like member berries from South Park. Just like, remember? Remember? Remember Chewbacca? Remember? Remember Star Wars? X-Play. 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 That was important. I, Everybody, that was I, important. We had I to focus on that. X-Play and screensavers <laughs> every day. Yep, I remember. I liked both every of them. Yeah. fucking day. I watched that show. I religiously and 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 MythBusters within the first like five, four or five seasons of MythBusters on Discovery, and man, and Sci-Fi had over the years. Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb. There you go. Over the years, Sci-Fi Adam was Sessler. up there. I watch Sci-Fi as much as I watch like Food Network now. You know what I mean? Like I watch Sci-Fi constantly because there was always something on. I did, but I think over the I th- we we say like oh the last you know. Five to ten years, I'm like, well, we haven't been paying attention to anything they've, you know, there were so many shows on there yeah. that I know were decently well reviewed, shit in the 60s and 70s on Metacritic. We just didn't watch it because it got canceled and then we went, man, never mind. And then who knows what? Dark Matter might be the best show we've ever watched, but we never watched. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's a lot of that with sci fi and a lot of shows that were ended too quick, like the show we're going to talk about this week. The Expanse. <laughs> little, little history. So brought it back around. I see, I'm a professional uh, bro- podcaster here. Uh, we uh, it was a long ass tangent, but we're so getting the Expanse. Back to Evan, Evan has been talking about the Expanse for like the all, all uh, it's, of season two. It's of one this of podcast. those shows where you have to use special li- like when we are convincing each other to watch something. 
we you 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 it's like you, you take the things that you've re- you've said you should watch this and you go hey remember all those times i was saying hey you should watch abc fuck all that shit you need to watch it like it's one of those like i kept looking at y'all going just watch the expanse for three years i'm like you guys should probably be watching the expanse <laughs> the expanse is a very very good show and finally i'm looking at him and i'm like guys at the end of season three i was just like I'm gonna give this show like a nine something. <laughs> it's gonna be it is it is something that could be a top three show for me. It is a Battlestar Galactica killer for me, potentially. And I blew you off. And y'all were like, whatever. <laughs> then I then never Taylor said whatever. But no, but ta- Taylor finally starts watching and he comes back like what what is happening? And I'm like, <laughs> And and man, when Justin started watching and he comes back going, dude. And I'm just like, fuck yeah! I won! Like, it's it's the greatest sense of satisfaction when you convince somebody and they watch it and they come back to shaking their head going, man, I'm a piece of shit for not having watched Like, Like, you're like, I would, but the me before I watched this show was a piece of shit. And now I'm, I'm a fully formed human being because you recommended this show to me. And it's just like, yes. Right, Ivy? God, and and Ivy I have agrees. pushed, and I've pushed it now on yeah. people your I know. Your brother, your cousin, your father. Like it's, Trying I, to push it on everybody. because But you, you see why I was like, you have to just keep watching. Because it's not a show where it's... It's not all laid out for you in the, the way this that I call Supernatural or Smallville a bag of chips, this is a delicate crudité. <laughs> You have to take your time and 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 Savor. take a bite and go, or like a wine, like you're tasting wine or coffee or a cigar, something that makes makes you go. I don't know if these analogies work. If it was, I'd be getting the wine the bottle expanse, and drinking straight. The expanse is, is is so good. Like, okay, it's ah! it's not a show that you can put on while you're doing something you have, else. It you is have a to pay like Game of Thrones, attention. like Mad Men. You have to sit down. And watch. watch it. And, and I think in particular, after you get past the first few episodes, but the first maybe four to five episodes, I felt disoriented. Yeah. Because I was like, this is so weird. It's so different. There's and so many, It's so different. There's different areas of the solar system that they're focusing on. You're bouncing back. You're like, see. Yeah, like a brief. Let's, you're you're let's like on a dwarf those, planet. Those for, that aren't aware of the, the just I'm going to give the briefest non spoileriest what this show's about. We're going on and on about it. We haven't said what it's about. Um, <laughs> it is a near future sci-fi show where it's like, you know, still we're in our solar system still. Yeah. You have Earth. Earth is very populated. One world government. We've, 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 we've populated Mars. Earth and Mars had a little spat years ago and Mars is now its own separate governmental entity. You have Earth and you have Mars. But you also have the belt. So you've got... Giant Earth, most of the human population, much smaller population on Mars, but super military, you know, typical kind of military Mars right. theme. Militaristic. And you got the, the all the people living in the belt. There's millions upon millions of people living in the asteroid belt when some of the bigger asteroids are like little small planets that the, all these belters live on. And it's they the, the, the community they build with the belters especially. And there's a group called the... OPA, o- the Outer Planet Alliance. So there's like like and, and the, in belt, the belt. The belt. I would say like South African Creole, Creole kind of like 
Beltawad that they have their own way of talking and they're like belt uh, in the belt and like everybody's in the belt suffers from like hollow bones and stuff because of the weird gravity and the constantly being kind of in space yeah. and in the weird gravity the, the low gravity makes it to but, where basically if a belter is on earth the gravity hurts them yeah poli- Just- and politically belt the belt is in this unique position because both mars and earth kind of rely on them for mining mining yeah. and resources and you know ship building and blah and uh so, so on one level, you have that. You have the geo, the 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 you know, solar system political, the geopolitical of like every th- factions. Uh, you know, so you've got the yeah. the ruling council of Earth, and you've got the kind. You don't see a lot of Mars. It's a lot of just you know, you see their Marines and you see their ships, but there you don't are, see there a lot are, of on planet Mars. They're a like. republic, aren't they? A republic? Yeah, I think they call them a republic. They're like a military, a militaristic republic. republic. Yeah, yeah. And you know, no PA is just like sort of this like rebel, te- pseudo terrorist organization. There's lots of pirates in the in the belt and like. Uh, but you start out, you know, it, 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 and I said this to the guys. I was like, if if a Star Trek show took three seasons to quote unquote build the crew, like and start off piece by piece, yeah, like with the expanse, you've got Holden and you've got Amos and you've got, you know, you, and they slowly Na- kind of Naomi glob. You start people. with those the, and, and, three. and the, the pilot and Shed uh, and, and Alex, Alex pilot. and Shed. Shed is in there in the in the beginning. No, I, I but, you know, they, he didn't make it very long come on <laughs> but you he's know, not it, part of the original crew it's a lot of maybe it, barely just barely he got off the can so that's all i'm gonna say the same way like when you talk about game of thrones you've got the political level and then you've got the other stuff going on the you know when, beyond when you talk the wall about the, beyond the wall and <laughs> and the uh, and the you know azor si and the 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 light bringer and all this stuff the red comet and all this stuff sort of happening above the like wars and doodah the expanse is absolutely that you got all you know Avasarala, the lead, one of the leaders of earth she's very severe and she earth welcome to earth and then you've got you know holden and the, the ragtag group that you're kind of watching ping pong through this whole thing but but i will say the stuff that we kind of put in the beyond the wall category doesn't exactly go the way you think it, it yeah, might it never in makes one. it never goes sense until later. it doesn't go where you think it's going to go i'll just say that no one's going to predict that season one what you're seeing is going to end up where you well, end in season three. that's where right. I, I i come to say the expanse is truly like uh, like you, you like a lot of the shows in the top half you have a hard time if it's a truly great, unique show like Twin Peaks, I can't really compare Twin Peaks to much. You can maybe say it's a little X Filesy. You can yeah, maybe it's say tough, it's a little. Tough. But Twin Peaks stands in kind of a category of its own. I would say Game of Thrones for the most part. Kind of at this point, I think we're getting going to have some stuff on the horizon in the next five from years. Amazon probably from Amazon probably the Lord of the Rings stuff to try and challenge. Right now, nothing's touching Game of Thrones as far as like graphics and fucking the storytelling and what they're scale. doing scale yeah. i think walking dead is very unique it's far you there's not a lot you could say oh a long form zombie show zombie show that show. just keeps rolling forward like the expanse is unlike anything it's a little like it's a little babylon it's got a it's little, a little battle star it's a little firefly it's because you you know you've got the little crew but you've also but it's also it's got a lot more though you're the scope of the happening up here stuff by the time you get to the end of season three you're just like hands on the side of your mouth just like wow like it's a show that 
the end of the middle and end of every season left me just going like, what am I watching? <laughs> what is what is this show what? about? Like you, it constantly surprises you. Think you have an understanding of what the show is, and then you're just like wandering around your living room, going, "What the fuck is happening?" The the word you use, disorienting, is oh yeah, is spot on, but in the best way. But like I. Usually when I watch a show, I like I want to know what is happening right away. Like I want to know oh, yeah, who no. these people are and what are they doing. You will be in the dark yeah. those first few episodes. Yeah. You will be you will be scratching your head like Detective Miller. Yeah, with him going like what what the fuck's going on? And like, and it's it's a little harder to get to know everyone's name right away. You just have to like just let the show take you along. Yeah, because you just let, let it. Let, it's like being carried along by like if you've ever been in the ocean, just letting the going out where your feet don't touch and just letting seeing how far the ocean takes you down the current. Like <laughs> you have no control. It's just happening. And before you know it, you're like a mile down the beach. That's the expanse. You start watching but, and you're just like, what? But don't mistake what, what we're saying to meaning that those episodes are meaningless. No, it's if filled you, with it's. Everything matters that you're seeing. You just you're not able to absorb it. But if you go back and rewatch like I did, all of that, I'm much more oriented right away. I know where everything right. is, what's going on, and so I'm able to follow more. And all of there's so many little details and, you don't. Uh, see. I told so something. I, I said something to Evan through a text message, like mid season three. I was like, everything they do is calculated. It's deliberate. Yeah, every single scene and, and, and every single character development, every conversation, it matters. It matters. everything on the screen, man, there's no filler with The Expanse. No. Everything no. is a little hint towards something else or a little building towards something else. Or like, and you're like, like any moment where you're like, who's this character? Why is this character around? <laughs> By the, at some point, you're going to go, oh. Oh, 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 okay. There's oh, no, there's no Wesley Crusher or no, Tasha no. Yar no. type bullshit. If there is, if there is, they are gonna die <laughs> they set up people or that son yeah, yeah they they, they <laughs> alexander like, there are and by the time season three before you even know it the show is filled with characters you love you both like there was just this a point and it took till season number. three it took to like there was a, there was up until there was literally season one through midway season three i'm like i don't think i like anybody specifically and then by season midway season three i'm like Oh my god! I love every fucking person on this show. <laughs> and at first, you don't Drummer feel that way. There's plenty and, of characters and, that you see, and you're like, "I don't care for this person." And, and then, then, you then later then on, you you're like, "Do." And then you go back and you watch a character like I am, like um, like Amos, and you think about how I, I first felt Amos. about his early oh, yeah. his early decisions. You see him as an antagonist right. and everything. When I'm rewatching, I'm like, hmm. And the I little, agree. I agree oh with no. pretty much everything Amos. But I love like is with Amos specifically, since one. you brought up Amos, like the way they they don't. You still don't know what the fuck his background. No, the but, little whispers yeah. that they give you about where he's from. What is it? Ba fact, Baltimore, right? Mm -hmm. But and the, the, like, it sounds like he did some real fucked up shit. And they never tell you specific with, with his, his brain. brain. And he's like, God, <laughs> and the, and like when and, you know there was this one point where there was a reporter involved, and this this lady with journalist was kind of digging, and he just did a certain point was just like, like big eyes, little mouth, like uh uh, you just mm -mm, no. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, I mean, like it's in the, in the same way that Hank from Breaking Bad was just a surface character to begin with, mm -hmm. but then you you find out how deep that well is. There's like six of those on the Expanse. But Amos, yeah. Amos, for, mostly for me, yeah. he's just a deep well. There's a lot going on under there that you don't know about. I love Alex. In like all of Alex it, in all of it, when you re when you rewatch, 
Amos is Amos mm-hmm. from the very beginning. He's never, yes, he developed as a character. He has an awesome art because he used to just listen to Naomi. Right. But then as he went along, he started to gain respect for Holden. He, yeah, he started to, he, he, he started, started to, to realize Al- that like Alex's company, he started to realize that he did have the judgment to where he felt like he should start trusting, not just, trusting always, not just always listening to Naomi, right. but trusting his own self. He was right several times in season one. Like all of his decisions when they seemed cruel, when you really look back on it, Amos was just looking to protect everybody yep. and protect himself. Like he right. was, uh, it, the way they build the family you're left with by season three. And I'll, I'll, can I make is, another comment really quick on Amos? Like with Amos, you in season one, you'll feel like he's a bad dude almost because his all, his solution to everything is force and violence. It seems like, but then you get to that scene where they're at the like the bar brothel thing. And he makes a great point, you know, to Alex when they're talking and drinking together about the way they treat their girls. It tells you a lot about how they treat their people in general here. Yeah. And you start to tell that Amos cares about other people. He cares about people. He cares about people. And he and he he's feels like, real shame. Like he knows that. Like he's like, oh, I'm a I'm I'm a bad dude. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> but he also like, like he know like one of the more iconic scenes I remember from Amos is when he's talking about. How he doesn't fear anything. He doesn't feel fear. Well, and I think that's I don't know I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but I the way I interpret all of that with Amos is he doesn't feel fear because somebody fucked with his brain yeah. early on so he could do things and organize crime right. in Baltimore. That's how I view his background. They've never expressly stated that. No. But they don't need to. They don't need to. Don't I, need that's to what I believe. Anymore. That's they, what I like, think of. All his of these background. characters, they don't they're not diving deep 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 into there but you get a little you know you meet holden's mom and you kind of naomi talks a little bit about where she's from in the opa and but isn't it almost a good thing because oh, they al- they allow us like a book to almost well, fill alex, in the blank some of the alex starts of- off just kind of hey everybody woo, woo, and then, but, but then you learn about why he's out there and that he's got a wife and a kid and 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 some of the messages he sends to him like and, and but here's the here's here's the other feather in the show's cap the attention to detail you think like like the the two big characters from Mars Alex and Bobby one is like an indian dude with a with a she's looking her paws one's an indian dude with a texas accent and one is kind of like a maori looking girl with an australian kind of new zealand accent and then you look up the regions from Earth that most prevalently ca- uh, po- uh, populated Mars, Indian people, people from the Texas and the southwest region of the United States, people from Australia, New Zealand, like the, and they built those char- that into those characters, and that it makes it feel authentic, legit, and authentic, and and the way that uh, yeah. like, and we always joke when we watch Star Trek. You know how much we love Star Trek. You know, like the way shit, even and Star Wars. This is this is something with Star Trek and Star Wars. Ships meet head on. Yep. There's no up and down. You know, space works different. But can we go sh- around them? Number one, no. No. Well, could we go down? <laughs> can we go up, below them? <laughs> left, right. I don't know. There's that, a thousand. That's know, not a thing, Captain. You know, all ships are like <laughs> head up, up, down, left. Like there's no up, down, left, right in space. It's a big highway. It's a hard out concept. There. It's a two D highway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a giant endless 3D space. It's a 2D thing that just happens. <laughs> bonk, bonk. But the expanse, they play with real physics. Ships have, uh, you know, it's it's propulsion and fuel and real practical they bullet, have to decelerate. bullets and ammunitions. And they have to, like, turn the ship around and decelerate. The ships aren't, like, 
magnetic built like a car with an up and a down. They're magnetic just all, all the boots. ships are these like three D yeah. kind of G force magnetic boots. G's are yeah. Real. They spin the ship for gravity to go fast. They're taking these drugs in their neck. Like they, they the effects of space are real and authentic. And the scale feeling. of the ships, like when you get to the much bigger ships, like the the you know you see that things do get easier, but it's still like the gravity's an issue, and it, it's just. There's no laser beams. Yeah, yeah it's all This bullets. is a grittier Ammo. sort of near thing. Future. It's like, a near future. Uh, it's more like Battlestar in the respect to am- munitions are right. used. Like torpedoes grand- are like used. It's like our grandkids' kids. Like, and torpedoes you know. look like torpedoes. They're not photon torpedoes right. from TNG. They're torpedoes. Pew, like, pew, pew. Explosive. You know, they, they have like a hold full of bullets and, and, and munitions. Like, that's the kind of sci-fi I love. That's what Battlestar was. But the way that the Expanse... The other thing that should be said is you start disoriented, but you be when you become oriented, it is like a drug. You're like, like you're going you to realize want it. You're like, more. Oh, yeah. you you're not going to stop. You're not going to. It's very. I do know of one person that did stop midway through season two, which is weird. Parker <laughs> oh, <goodness>. Ryan told <laughs> me <laughs> he said the show is too sci-fi channel ish, something like that. What? I am so it got when it got to, to the <laughs> when Frank it got Parker. to like the proto molecule stuff. Ugh. Mm. He d- he just apparently that's where he got off the trip. And to yeah, me, I got to, to the leave, best part, and I just went meh. Season mid season two to leave the show is like to me bonkers. Yeah, bonkers. I when I heard that, I was just like, I don't trust. I almost started to shout. I like don't. At, I don't <laughs> trust your judgment, Parker. I don't <laughs> trust it. I think. I think. Parker, if you ever listen to this, I think you're very, uh, you're so negative. I would be surprised if you like anything on TV, <laughs> if that's how you feel. I think you like Psych or USA shows. And he does like Psych. I know you that. like Blue Sky Television. You don't like any he, sort of out there stuff. His, is my his guess. list, I don't know. his spreadsheet is is upside down compared to ours. His is upside down. Anyway, I don't want to harp he, too he much probably on loves Parker, Fear the Walking Dead. All right. <laughs> it's just... It's hard for me to. Okay, let's let's go to our format. Uh, uh, Thirty, forty minutes, whatever. Rain. <laughs> okay. uh, Evan, Evan, you watch the show first. I fucking love this show, and I am very, very, very close, potentially putting it above Doctor Who. It's it. The way. Well, what is, what is your rating? First of all, a nine point three one. Which in Doctor Who, by the way, is nine point three five. He just mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. Hold on, Evan has a note. Oh, man. <laughs> it just says fucking incredible. <laughs> fucking uh, incredible. It, and Evan doesn't usually write, well, he's got a few notes, but he few. usually doesn't write a note. Yeah. I have more notes. It's it's just... I love when a show comes out of nowhere and surprises me. Like, it, it fits the theme of my top, like, four, five or six shows, because it's all shows that have no peers, really, as far as you can't really compare it to much. Mad Men, Game of Thrones, Battlestar, It's Always Sunny, Doctor Who, The Expanse, Twin Peaks, Stranger Things. I mean, those, and The Wire. Those are shows that you that don't have a lot like them. You can't go, yeah, it's like this. The experience. The experience like Smallville, nice. there's like six shows like Smallville. Supernatural, <laughs> fucking, blah, 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 blah. like X Files, Buffy, blah, 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 Buffy, Buffy, Angel, blah, on and on and on and on. Arrow. Flash, Love Supergirl, La Femme Nikita. I mean, you could I don't go actually on and know, but <laughs> you, you know I'm just saying you could go on and on with adventure, you know, procedurally type show. Fucking mm. the Expanse, like I'm, I'm. The closest show to it is Battlestar. 
and even then, it's and that's like, a stretch. It's, it's a, stretch. a stretch. Yeah, like it. There's just something about the way, like the expanse. It doesn't hold you by the hand. It doesn't lead you by the nose. It gives you a lot of yeah. In the beginning, the first season is a lot of disparate stuff where you're going. I don't know what this show. I know I like it, but I have no fucking clue so, what's going. Like you, you don't know what's going on for so long. Yet yeah. it keeps you so interested. And that is why is it not fucking why awesome? Is it, why I love is it, that feeling. Why is it not even higher for you? You have it at a nine point three. It's still it's what, still what's so the weakness? new. It, well, but that also. I mean, well, that that's another question. But here, here, you know, okay. Why here, is right now? Why is it a nine point? I can tell you exactly. Okay. I can tell you exactly. He wants to just sing the praises. That's no. Funny. I can tell you exactly. No, it's, we can ask that question. It's later. and this is a criticism. While being very, very good, it's not as fun as Doctor Who or Battlestar or Game of Thrones or Mad Men, like. I think it has the potential you to get You would categorize there. Mad Men as fun? I, yes, I think some of the as scenes much are as, very oh, fun. Oh, yeah, but I mean, the whole show I'm just saying, but, but, but it, it was... It, Mad Men... And I love we, Mad Men. You, <laughs> Mad Men, is, show, Mad Men <laughs> is in a class, just like... I think those the tar top two is, are in a class all to uh, themselves at this point. It's hard to... I, I can't, you can't compare stuff to Game of Thrones. Fair Thrones enough. I'll accept That's that. That's hard yeah. to fucking do. Like, But as far as like... I, I think the expanse because it is very deliberate and it is not hand feeding you and it is not trying to like reel you in with a bunch of flashy. It's not a. Woo! There's not a lot of flash. There's a lot of very great dialogue. There's a lot of uh, very you know like I said deliberate. It's a very deliberate show and it kind of slowly. I said that brings <laughs> you in like it, it just slowly brings you along and tells this fantastic story. But it's not a, I think Doctor Who's a way more fun watch. It's always sunny is funny. Battlestar is is it it pops a little harder. I think especially with the first you know, you think of the first the mini series and the first few episodes of Battlestar Galactica is just you know, the thirty every thirty minutes the wham, Cylons bam, are kind of, wham, bam, wham, wham, bam, like bam. Battlestar yeah. for the first like six episodes is just like they're screaming, running. They're running through space. You know what I mean? And with the, with the expanse, it's like, well, something's happening over here. Well, we're over here in space, and then better water. Oh, and then they're doing, what is the, I'm Miller, and I'm, I have a hat. Like, you're, and you're just kind of going, <laughs> like you're watching with narrow eyes the first, like, <laughs> it's it's nine so episodes of the expanse, you're going, first you go, do I like this? No, I'm, And then you're like, I do like this. I, I like this Evan. a lot. And then you're like, you were you were bragging on it, and then I watched one episode, and I'm like, I don't think I'm ready for this show. <laughs> it, and-, and I stopped. I was like, one episode, I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to watch something else right now. It seems like it'll be an undertaking. It's, yeah. it's just very smart, and, and they have great actors in The Expanse that because there's so much going on, like, you couldn't pay Thomas Jane to be in every ep- obviously <laughs> in every episode, but they, they they he was in just enough and Miller was such a good character and the lady that plays Ava Sarala when she's on screen she's just magnetic and 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 I just fuck me man what a what a show okay uh, like, let's go to Justin oh you watched it next it's your huh? turn 
Well, I have a... Taylor put a placeholder number in <laughs> eight as point, he was eight watching. Point, I put so, it, you, so you hate it, though. And so here's, so here's the thing. As a placeholder, I hadn't even finished the show, right. I don't think. No. You were just like, I know it's going to be at least this time. And I think I was... I had finished season one, and I was in early season two. Yeah. And I threw an 8.45 at it. Which, by the way... It's really respectable on yeah. my on my uh, chart, right? It's in the top. Up whatever, there with all right? your favorite shows. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, I got to tell you all that after I finished season three, I knew that this was going up. Yeah. Substantially, uh, it's not a sh- it's not an eight show. It's a nine show. It's a nine show. It's a nine show. And I say, and you got to think about when, 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 when I say it's a nine hold on, show. Hold on, like, hold on. Last week we we came out to, to hang out. We didn't actually record. We're, this is the first time we're recording in, in a while, in over a month. I had a bit of a medical snafu, but we, we <laughs> glad you're okay. We I'm good. We came to hang out and watch Star Trek. And before we watched Star Trek, we Taylor actually went through his whole list and made some. I made some major some updates. Too. Yeah, I updated. And he one. removed a nine to make room for this show. <laughs> Pretty much, basically. Yeah. But he kind of he was calibrating his list. I mean, it, I went down a lot. Of, some eights became sevens. Right. For instance, Daredevil and uh, uh, canceled. Well, yeah, yep. but that was just Man. coincidental. Right. I mean, yeah. I didn't do it. You did <laughs> it, Taylor. It's your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. You moved it down, and they were like, put, "All right, Taylor put, says bad it's seven. Ju- I only wish brother. My rating mattered. That bad much. juju. <laughs> But yeah, 8.45, this is like, I still had it right by Better Call Saul, and y'all have heard me on the show talking yeah. how much I like that show. But yeah, I'm watching, this is a world that they created. They, crap, they created universe. a new universe, and they did it so well that, and, and it's, a, it's actually kind of remarkable, I have to say, that I don't know what the budget was, but I can tell, I can tell you that they knew this well, the, it, their first season only had like 1.1 million viewers, and then right. it went down from there. I, I don't so understand I how it wasn't bu- more the, of an success. The it budget on every level. The bu- we can talk more about that later, but I'm just saying right now that the budget they didn't have a lot of money to work with. I know that. Yeah. And what they did, you can't tell what they did with the little amount of money. Went they kept a you. Long they keep you right enraptured way. because what, the dialogue is what good. Great, That's what keeps you going from like what great sets. thing to thing. When you are jumping around, you go to Ceres, you go to the UN, you go to, you know, you go to Mars, uh, uh, you know, capital ship to Mars. You the insides of the ships even feel different. Like the inside I mean, of the Mars ships feel like, like, like. They all look, I'm, I'm looking at season one again. These are, they have, these are not, they're not reusing very many sets. Right. No. It looks like they're all separate. These are very good sets. Yeah. I'll just say that. And the full CGI environments, like when they're the protomolecule stuff. It's well done. Wowzers. It's like, well done. It, can, can I can I say we you can tell we respect this show because we don't want to spoil it for you no, listeners. No. Like but but we, I want as many people as possible to watch the show. That's why I want to stress. If you like story, deep story, surprising story, this has it. Do you like tons of different types of ships and like detailed schematics online of these are the the Earth ships, these are the Mars ships, these are the three different types, and these are the small ones, and this is the what the Rossi is, and this is what they, all the technical shit they got that too. Cool fucking unexpected sci-fi, it's got that. Like it's just, uh. And you don't have, and the thing is, you don't have to care about what Evan just said either. Yeah, you could just respect a fantastic story, a good mystery, throwing in a sci-fi environment that's well. That you've fleshed never, out. You've They've never seen it before. The world is fleshed out. It feels authentic. There's history everywhere. 
they don't skip a beat. No. In they a world, don't skip a fucking beat. They never make mistakes with scenes. There's no filler. Like we said, there's no filler. Everything is purpose. Everything is great. It's hard to in argue a, against this in a media show. landscape. In a media landscape that's all about <laughs> quick watches and pop, you know, bag of chip shows and reboots and 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 copycats. The Expanse is original. There, there is nothing more original. There's, there's nothing about The Expanse that I can, I can like draw, you know, like a red line and go, oh, see, they got that's like it's this. just like that. Like you can never like, say it's just like that. Okay, you can say it's like that. You yeah. can say it's yeah. kind of like. Firefly had a baby with Battlestar had a baby, you know. But you can't point to one show. It's like no, no. it's just like that. But there, it's just like Game of Thrones, but in space. No, yeah. See, it's you Ryan. Can't look. Ryan kind of said that I at said first, that and too. I said, "You gotta Keep wait." Watching. But I, but look, because they twist things, right? They do, and and I said the same thing. I was like, the same way in Game of Thrones, where there people are fighting against each other, but there's a bigger threat looming. You that know, theme that, carries in the first couple seasons, right? And and you feel that way. That's it's almost like all the human interaction and political stuff is like a basket, because it's not the point of the show at all. The point is, it's right. all of this stuff, this basket of all these people and events, and in that basket is the proto molecule storyline, like that whole thing. This is all about humanity going from kind of where, like. The start but, of the show, humanities. Where we're at now, we're it's still within the sphere of like we're. This is a possible humanity type future. But don't spoil. But, yeah. and, don't and spoil. There's a Evan. line. There's the proto molecule line, and that they use as kind of this jumping off point of humanity into our next thing. And the way they do it is just it's the magical. I guess ride. that's okay. You have that's to okay. be. That'll work. But you, to watch <laughs> the expanse, you have to be patient. You have to withhold. It's not a show where you go. I like this part. I don't like that guy. So I don't want to watch it because of that. And like you have to just shut the fuck up. Keep watching. <laughs> and you just keep watching because by season three, the whole, the bulk of what season three is inside the the, the thing. I so was I was trans. What's cool though is when they're three. showing seasons, the first couple seasons, and it has a background of what we're calling the proto-molecule line, but you could have had a great show. Oh, yeah. Just with the geopolitical and world they built. Mm -hmm. And that's what they knew, and they knew it. Yeah. They knew it in the book. He knew it. It was already a great story about tensions between what was happening, and there will still be tensions in the future, I'm sure, but, I mean, I think the show felt so strong because it was confident. It knew its material was good and the world it built was good. Yeah. And then and it and then it, it just has this that I watching the fan wow. reaction after it got canceled. It, I love like it makes me it makes my love of nerdy fandom stuff grow even more because it's just like Didn't they get a plane anytime, and they had like a smoke a plane they, right they, they, there was a the letter writing campaign to, to Jeff Bezos and Amazon. There was there was an airplane with save the there was a hashtag save the expanse. It makes you like really happy to be somebody in uh, sort of that nerdy fandom realm because it's like so much goodwill all outpouring from this from thousands and thousands of people just like we love this thing please don't let this thing die but, but a niche like, that well, NBC Universal would not honor I think that niche after Firefly Firefly was a big thing for, for fans 
who didn't get what they what they wanted. Say, there was, if, if Firefly Bezos had happened a few years later, cape. it would have been saved by Netflix, saved by or, Netflix Amazon, or Amazon or Hulu or, Hulu or yeah. somebody would have picked up Firefly. But like it happened just a little bit but before the crest. I feel of like all the expanse show. was like the redemption for those Firefly fans. Really, honestly, yeah. Like I feel like that too, and I I think I don't know Battlestar fans too. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's what we wanted to happen to Battlestar. Somebody to keep that story going, and but it you know it didn't happen. And actually, it, I, I actually thought Battlestar was the I arc could've, was over. Well, I think, I, so I think if they'd have known, they could have had maybe to, to a season six, and they could have written out the story through a season six. I would have enjoyed more. I would have enjoyed more. It feels but I, a little stunted as is, or even at just a season. I five. don't think they got like filler episodes in season two. Yeah. I mean, you could have had a tighter show with Battlestar with fewer I, episodes. I, right in its time, it was. I mean, it's right. I know it's all it could be. So, what about you, Justin? What's your score? My rating is a nine point two. Oh, well, did Taylor, you want to raise yours? Well, that's, that's a we'll later. That's a later. The end. Uh, obviously, it's he's going to raise long. it. It's been too long. <laughs> I hinted. Yeah, nine point two. Uh, the only shows above it are my top five: Halt and Catch Fire, The Wire, Battlestar, Game of Thrones, and Mad Men. Um, so top six. Yeah, it just it deserves to be up there. And you know, Halt and Catch Fire was short. It, I could see it going above Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, just because I know that it's it's got a lot more story to tell. I think Stranger Things. It's got a lot more characters Wha- to be- Just develop. keeping track of the next season of Stranger Things production, I think Stranger Things is probably going to go up too. I think all of us might give start. Our scores are going to go up towards where Justin's is at. I think that show's going to keep getting better and better. It probably will. As those little actors start getting older I'm and they playing, can become better actors, that I'm show's going to get much better. Wait and see on oh, I'm very, I'm very skeptical about their, their ages and how that's going to play. I think you, you only get a, a, a more experienced cast. A more I don't know. Uh, yeah, but you lose you lose the original Goonies film. Yeah, that's the they'll other just thing. they'll just start playing on other. I know. Other, other I know. But will movie and, but will and it tropes s- that you remember? They'll but, start. You know. But will it be enough? Yeah, that'll be the question. Because what are you going to what are you going to have a, a cast full of teenagers? Uh, what 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 movies look, traditionally have a bunch of teenagers? They could start playing on kind of the eighties horror type. Uh, like movies. I said, I'm you never s- know. I'm skeptical. But I love the show. It's oh, in my nines. I mean, love that show. I love Stranger yeah. Things. It's something I think I want to go back and watch the first two seasons but just to like refresh myself. The Expanse. I was, you know, first few episodes. I'm just like, am I really gonna like this show? But I just kept watching. At I'm what point like, did it click over? Oh, I, two season two probably. No, it no. was in season one. I'll tell you the moment it clicked for me. Complete. I mean, it was already clicking, but where it just went ching was the scene where. They're escaping the flagship of the Martian Navy. Yeah. And, think, and how they were, that whole, how that all played out, that just hooked me. I just, I remember that episode ending and I turned to Stephanie and I said, that was just fucking the cool. The thing, the character, it was a character. When we started seeing the space, the, the Mars Marines, that's when I was like, that was season two. But I, yeah, it was like, but I knew I loved the show, but like when I was just like, man, like the thing that, well, I take that back. My, there, were, this will play there, were couple, character. there were some Martian Marines, I think. In my, the, in my, the this will play into my favorite character. It's that like, cause I'll, I'll wait. It's going to be tough. That, that favorite character. Set, I know. I, I, know I texted you my three. I mean, I know who mine's going to be, but I, I texted I you my three. How am I going to just pick the one? I know yeah. mine. We've before said that in certain shows you can have multiple favorite characters. Just name, you know, and if it's too ambiguous, just name a few you like. I, I'll, I'll, I'll name, I'll name my favorite, but I'm gonna name the runner-ups right away. Yeah. Are we gonna get to that? 
You want to hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm just looking something up real quick. I'll keep talking because. Uh, I mean, I can. You want me to start? No, no, no. I I think I think I wanted to. While Justin's having that quick timeout, I just want to say real quick. Did I go over the viewership of the expansion? The actual numbers. I don't don't think so. I'm just gonna tell you the um, the average. (laughs) For season one, the average viewership was 700,000 people. For season two, 560,000 people. In season three, it was 600,000 people, which is interesting because the average viewership went up in season three. Good buzz. But Among the, the nerdy click that would actually watch it. Or wait, I'm sorry. Viewers in millions and last aired. Oh, no, I'm right. Yeah, the average the average went up, but that uh, the first aired viewership was lower. So that's probably what the NBC I just, went I blame with. that on sci-fi. Okay. I blame that on NBC Universal because they just they don't promote shit. I don't know when. The marketing. The marketing. Awful. For, for they sci-fi. need to be yeah. fired Dog, for what they did with Dog the Expanse. I, I don't know when it clicked for me, but I do know my favorite episode, and that was Paradigm Shift, Season 2, Episode 6, when they started off showing... Uh, the Epstein drive and how it was uh, the the creator of the Epstein yeah, drive. That was a good episode. And how he just like he was out for a test run, and he turned on the drive and he just like forward away from the planet, and he and the G force was hitting him so hard he couldn't that move. he was like reaching to pull back on the brake. He almost got to it. Too. Broke his arm because the G force is so strong, and I and it just made me real, realize all the physics that were happening in the show that I wasn't paying attention to. The, the, the physics that are so cool and get so lost when you watch Star Wars or Star Trek. Right, because they They're have just, some kind of shield that, that protects yeah, you Star from Star Trek that is just an apartment complex. It's like, a, it's like a business office in space. Right. It's like, you know... It's number like, one, the stabilizers on the working. stabilizers. We're actually shaking, number one. Okay, sorry. The stabilizers. <laughs> the stabilizers are... Sh- your shields on, on the <laughs> but they protect you from that g-force that speed that you're going at but in in, in the expanse it, it affects you and you have to take drugs to fight against it you know the effects of it and you see people going like g-force speeds and their noses are bleeding and no and then they're in, in fights when like a bullet goes through the ship <laughs> like after a fight they're patching holes in their ship yeah, right like that's Dope. It makes <laughs> fights important, and you don't want to get in them because well, and then ship you know, walls. I, like I'd, I'd see ships like flying one direction, but their engine is facing that direction. I'm like, wait, they're slowing <laughs> down. And, and then it, it took me a while to realize that's they're de- they're decelerating, they're slowing down, which you have to do. You have to do. It's not you like in Star Trek where it just goes. Err! You can't just hit the brakes in space. You got to decel. Number one, well, full stop. <laughs> full stop. <laughs> it's like that it's would like lit in, you'd, in, you'd, in you'd the all be paste. All their, yeah, you'd all be your paste on the front just, of the fucking. Your bones and flesh would just go. <laughs> your skin. The- <laughs> if you were watching it in slow motion, first your skin would lift up off your body and splat against the wall. Then all your muscles would liquefy and follow, and then your bones would just shatter and slam into that gooey paste, and the entire bridge crew would just be like goo. But thank God. For those stabilizers, oh, the yeah. stabilizers number one. <laughs> Thank you, Jordy, for fixing the stabilizers. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just it's, so that hits you there. Yes, that that scene, that Ooh, episode it, was your favorite. Mm, yes, um, the the show. It's only three seasons, but I have so much to say about it. It's just such a. There's so much in what, it. What really won me over, I I think if I had to pinpoint, it was how, like I said before, the way that in little. 
though you know how when I was we were talking about Star Trek TNG, I always said the heart of that show is the little conversations. Like when Data and Jordy are in a turbo lift right, and right. they're having a little conversation. Or 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 Crusher and Picard are having breakfast. Or, or Riker and Troy are having a private moment. It's like those are the best moments for those characters, inevitably. With this, it's the same fucking thing. It's 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 Alex cooking his shitty lasagna for everybody. It's oh for it's, me, it was the growing relationship between the, Amos and Alex. It it or the growing relationship between Amos and Alex. The growing the relationship that Alex formed, uh, Amos formed with the little plant guy. Mm-hmm. The relationship, yep. the 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 way that Amos slowly started to trust Holden and vice versa. Right. The the sweet. Moments between um, Holden uh, and Hol- Naomi. Uh, Naomi and and Amos. Oh yeah, yeah. And watching and and it it just and and all the political com- like Avasarala dueling with Aaron Wright and dealing with the 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 what's his name the Chancellor or whatever Sadavir oh, and, and and it just and and when you, when you have the scenes with like. The where the military brass from Mars and the and the council from Earth are sitting down and talking about stuff like they made sure to make it just the style of the uniforms. Everything seems familiar but distinct of Mars and Earth and Belter and by se- in season three, like. This is going to seem a little spoilery. Oh, no. No, no, no. don't do it. I'm don't just going to talk it. about the Mormon ship. There's, there's, oh. there, Mormonism still exists in this future. Okay. And like Taylor was saying, it's really neat that like just like a religion from now. And the fact it's the Mormons. And, the, and there's well, I think the, Christianity this very minor storyline that, right, that leads does. to the Belchers having this ship. It's this, the, the Mormons have for years have paid money to this shipbuilder to build them this ark. That's built, because in the actual Mormon religion, there's this other planet that Jesus, I don't know. The largest ship in the, the, largest ship the, in the In the solar system, the Mormon church, which just dumped every ounce of I money. think it fit perfectly and, in the universe. And the ship too. the ship is like this big float like it it has it spins and can create gravity and they set up through all three seasons this ship they keep talking it seems like this weird hanging chad story they keep bringing up the mormons in the ship eventually once shit starts popping off in the expanse the OPA is like the Belter Alliance is like oh we yeah, we need that's that's we're gonna take that ship. That big <laughs> ship, that's our ship. Now like and, and so you have these scenes in there in season three where Earth and Mars and the belt are all kinda over what's going on. And the I every time they go to the Belter ship and the crew and the cat the cast of cavalcade of Belter characters that you've met over the course of three seasons all get dumped in onto this big giant ship and 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 certain characters like uh What's her name? The captain, drummer, drummer, drummer just drummer. Start, you've the, who's been kind of off to the side, but co- all of a sudden blossoms into this incredible character, and what? And the older guy, the uh, Ashford, Ashford, fucking uh, who you don't, <laughs> you, you don't, don't expect moment to, be to moment, you hate him, you, ha- you love like him, when you, you first him, meet you him in season whatever one or two, you're like fuck that guy, and then by <laughs> when he shows up again with with what with that younger guy, you're like oh son of a bitch, but then Ashford, the conversations between Ashford and Drummer, like so good, and like you know who surprised me, 
I didn't really like this guy in Mad Men. He might be my dog it, but the guy who played Lane Price mm-hmm. plays Anderson Dawes right. in The Expanse. I love him. Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's oh, very good. He's great. And what's his name from Walking Dead? The 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 black guy. Um, Fred that Johnson. Plays, that plays Fred Johnson. One of my favorite. He's so good. no, he was in The Wire. He was in The Wire. One of my favorite moments. No, he was in he was in Walking Dead too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He was, he was Walking what's, Dead. Tyrese, what's his name's? Uh, what's her? Uh, what's her name's brother? It was Tyrese. Yeah, he, but yeah. he was Cuddy in The Wire. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was in both. Yeah, and yeah. One of my one of my favorite moments. He's good in the Expanse was, it was probably like episode eight or nine or something of season three, and it's when Drummer gave her speech. Yeah, and then people started slapping things and like because the OPA like the belters <laughs> are very like out there. The <laughs> be- oh, the belters are so like. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, like, though. think like I, I the best thing I can I say. I was like ready to cheer with the fucking belters, yeah! man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, very like Braveheart speech moment. <laughs> like she talking about the belter, we the belter gonna fucking. And you're just like fuck yeah. And you've seen at that point all the hardship that their their people but have to go through. Looking you know back, I mean? you realize so much of that show, and what truly is the best of that show is the conversations, like the scene with Ashford and drummer after the ship mm-hmm. tilted mm-hmm. and they got trapped good stuff yeah. fucking edge of my seat like all this other stuff was happening in, in the different parts of the solar system they come keep coming back to this, this room. quiet room where they're having all this. I could think about was is he gonna kill her <laughs> Yeah, the, like the weird, like trust, distrust. Yeah. Like, where yeah. are they at? The Belters are kind of watching the Belters slowly kind of get it together and have to work together because they've got this ship, and it's the only opportunity they've got to to step up and participate with Earth and Mars in this situation. And it's so tense and so so exciting, and like you, you're. You're rooting. You end up rooting for the Belters. You end up, of course, rooting for the Rossi crew. You end up rooting for fucking Avasarala during her whole escapade I like the on Martians. that ship. I like the Martians too. They're not all well, bad. Yeah. You know? Favorite characters. I'm a fucking do- Bobby motherfucking Draper. Draper. Bobby Draper. Bobby Draper. The, the, the Mars Marine that slowly realizes there's more going on than what <laughs> she's always believed about what's going on. She was always so dedicated to Mars and being a Marine, but then she realized there's more to, more to life than just being a Mars Marine. There's like bugs and stuff in space, and I've got to use my space armor to fucking fight them with Holden and Amos and Alex. I, I love her. So I love Mars because it's like the most mo- spacey Mars sci-fi movie TV show Mars where you're military type still living in domes just the whole military it's just the per- it's perfectly toned red their their stuff's red the way they talk like, about how the earth squanders their resources earth and doesn't well, appreciate well like cuz trying have. to put it in like earth is so packed and choked and overpopulated like like there's no one in there's there's people living in destitution not because of a lack of stuff but simply because there's just so many fucking people and it's so weird that the people that went to Mars were mostly Australian and Texan and and Indian and Indian, Indian yeah like so random oh, like, that's apparently that's the the people that decided to colonize yeah you know you just originally I mean uh, people all sorts of people were gone but right. like they said originally apparently in the lore. When the Earth, you know, there were Earth, there were space organizations 
all over Earth, yeah. and and the ones that launched ones. I'm sure there's quite a few. You know, you a lot of a lot of Houston. There's Houston a lot of American, space just a flat space, out American yeah. people, voiced people you see like on the Mars cruise and stuff. But right. like, yeah, I, I like that. I like that you ended up with with some with, with very specific nationalities because that's the way it's going to work. Eventually, certain somebody's going to get there first. They're, they're going to have a bunch there of people are, up there. And, there are villains oh, in the show, but great but but you can't. I don't really think Villains of any that, of the government entities as all bad or all good. Even no. even They're Aaron Wright and even Jules Pierre Mao. I mean, he's an industrialist and thinks he's doing it for the greater good of humanity and thinks he's going to create this new right. weapon and a new. Th- but he he but, is the villain though at first anyway. Aaron Wright's a man. There's some good good bad guys. There are. There's several. There's there are some major antagonists. Yeah. In throughout the show. The little, the Asian, um, the Earth Admiral guy, the, you know, you got the, the black guy, the, the black, black guy, guy but then you've got that a, younger, a the, the Aaron advocate. Wright apologist Asian dude that replaces him when, when the black guy gets a little bit like, I don't like this, this is bullshit. And then they sent him off they to re- the fleet. They replace the him, they, they send him off to a ship and they replace them as the, the lead admiral with that, that nasty. Oh, I know who you're talking Asian, about. Asian, slick young Asian yep. guy, and he's a shithead too. He, he was that whole a good se- sequence though. of events uh, before the ring on the Earth ship, that big Earth capital ship, where I, the the blonde priest or pastor lady really blossoms as a Voloidal. character. I like the that minor the one the the sort of um, socialite lady that eventually kicks it. That's just a real minor character, but kind of help leads her along and kind of leads her to what's her name and her plan and who. Uh, Isn't it like, amazing though on that ship? Well, Strickland on Dr. that Strickland is a good villain. Yeah. On, the, on that ship, like all of those, <laughs> like even the little side characters, you start to like a lot of them. Yeah, before probably they're going to die. You know, <laughs> like a lot of people die in the show. By the way. <laughs> Um, whole, whole Mal family, I'm a big fan. So of. Draper, Draper's your favorite character. I love Bobby Draper. <laughs> Bobby Draper. All right, Taylor. Ugh. Who's your favorite character? If we're gonna give some runners up, I have to give nod to, to go ahead to Amos and and Holden. I asked you. Those are my runners up, probably, and Alva Sarala. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and everybody, but no, I, yeah, fucking Bobby. Bobby's the Bobby's the best. All right, so I have to choose one. Mm-hmm. So I would say Amos. We've already I, talked a lot yeah, about him. You're not that guy. I, I'm that guy. He's a great. He's got a great arc. He's yeah. a great deep character, and he's a guy that originally out. You don't even notice him. Like the first three episodes, I think when I first watched it, like Amos is just a background. He's just there. He's not though. No. It's just you don't seem to notice him until maybe midway through season one, maybe towards the end of season one, you start to think. Oh, what's this guy? This hmm, guy. What the this fuck's guy going on with this dude? Yeah, early on he kind of feels like a lackey, like Naomi's lackey. Right. He just does what she says. Yeah, just behind the scenes, kind of. Then you realize why he does what she. But says. they they drop hints like she's helping him. Right. Well, what the fuck is she helping him with? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, what what are they talking about when he's she's helping him? And then you start to realize he's got. When you kind of think he's got a lot of demons in the closet, you kind of think they're like, an item at the start of the show a little bit. Like they then it's more of a brother. You realize it's a brother sister right. thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But Amos has a lot of great one liners, and then I also like that, like I said earlier, his arc, how he develops and makes his own decisions and starts to realize he just says things matter of factly. Like he, he, like he has later, no filter. Like he'll just right. be like. Blah. He's like, like, I'm what? gonna, what? I'm gonna protect you. You're good. 
you know, he'll just say yeah. something like, I'm just going to like whenever the pre the preacher or whatever her, uh, the men, what was her, the Anna, she, Anna. Yeah. He's just like, turns to her when they were in a firefight, like just saying, I'm going to protect you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm going to keep you alive. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> you're a good person. <laughs> like he'll just look at people and do that. You're like, you're, you're a good person. <laughs> I thought you were bad. I thought you weren't a good person, but, but you're, now you're good. Now you, I know you're a good person. <laughs> Holden, he did. The, I yeah, trust he did Holden. Holden. Yeah, he did with Holden. He I trust like, you. He's like, I, I don't trust this guy. Oh, I trust this guy. I right. trust you like I trust Naomi. I trust you now. <laughs> like he's a he's little. Like, a he has almost like a vaguely autistic kind of thing. Right. Going yeah, on. yeah, a little yeah. bit. He does, and they allude to like he's his just, his past is kind of elusive, but. He's damaged. Like I said, you can fill in some blanks and kind of say he was bad dude. Bad dude. But somebody it, took out some of his emotional brain circuitry. He's he's damaged on the path of redemption. Yep. That's, he's trying to redeem himself and he's actually physically altered to where he doesn't feel fear. Right. Basically. Crazy. Which is a tough situation. Yeah. Because you can kill and you don't have any anxiety about it. Right. You're just like, well, he's dead. We got to move on. Yeah. Let's go, guys. You know, like he's just like, they're dead. Yeah. What are you doing checking them? What are you going to do? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? You know, he'll just <laughs> ask. Like, if somebody's like upset over someone having died yeah. or something really weird happening, he's like, what? Why are you? He's like, why are we wasting time worrying hey, about this guy? He's go. dead. We got to get off the station now. Like he'll just be, he, but he's right. Yeah. That's what he's, at first you think, man, this guy's a dick. Like he's just trying to push No, forward. he's, he's like a pure reasoning survival machine. Yeah. He's just like constantly saying, no, Holden, what's your deal? We got to move. We got to go. And, you know, stop the emotional stuff. Let's go. You know, he, he doesn't say it articulately. No. He, but he says all he needs to say. Yeah. It's all to it, make his point. It's very logical. Right. It's, it's very, it's very logical. Like mur yeah. Murder Spock. Like if we stay here any longer, we are not going to survive. Right. And he's also very badass, yeah. I might add. As a character, he's fucking an awesome fighter. Yeah. No one's been able to fucking stand up to him, really. I mean, he is a killing machine. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. On the good side, yeah. Um, I have to say my runner's up. Because originally, when I texted Evan, I gave my f three favorite characters, and Amos was one of them. I guessed two out of three the other night. Yeah, and Amos and uh, Bobby Draper was on the list. And Drummer. And then Drummer. And yeah. Drummer, I want to just say something real quick about Drummer. Drummer was not one of my favorite characters in season well, two. She wasn't right. even like a... She, was just, she was just there. She, she was just, just kind of there. She was, she was there Fred Johnson's, Fred Johnson's lackey. lackey. Yeah, and you, she's a drinker, and she's mm -hmm. a belter, and yeah. you, that's all there is. You know, she's two-dimensional, but I really felt in season three, <sighs> I started... And here's where I realized it. At the, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's some danger that she gets into towards the end of season three. Okay, and a lot of the characters get into danger. Yeah. And I was very nervous about what was going to happen next. <laughs> yeah. To the point where I really did not. Like, I almost wanted to pause the television and say, Stephanie, I don't <laughs> want her to die. Like, I care about drummer. Like, you know, yeah. I didn't I didn't do that, but I thought about, like, saying, I can't, This if she's, I can't do this. It like, was cushioned a little bit by, like, the potential of her dying was cushioned a little bit by the fact that I loved Ashford almost as much. It was, but I was just like, like my uh, God, I could not do, I just, and yeah, I, and then I real, and that's true for a lot of characters that I care about in the show, but for some reason I felt they can do a lot more with her. They so quickly also sew together certain characters emotionally. 
like with drummer and Naomi and drummer yep. and Ashford and Naomi and Ashford and just with an episode or two very deftly like slowly kind of sows these these and don't you think sinewy that, don't bits you think between the, people like that you think like oh Avisarala's way over here then when she meets Holden and when Avisarala meets Naomi oh man, I, when Avisarala is on the Rossi and starts meeting everybody like oh man so many much shit and when Avisarala meets Bobby don't you when think Bobby meets everybody oh I love, I love the, that I, interaction but the the actors deserve a lot of credit for bringing these short little moments of script with all that emotion that yep. the viewers are going to have about it, and they make it real. Well, as I say with a lot of stuff, you can follow certain shows and movies, and when the actors, like you, I'm talking like Instagram, Twitter, Instagram and Twitter are a, are an interesting eye into the production of stuff. I like paying attention to Instagram and Twitter of actors when a show is in production. You know, I always say it seems like Marvel, the actors in the Marvel movies seem like they're having a fucking ball. Like, yeah. it seems like they're legitimately having fun making those movies. I can say that when I look at, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, everyone on that show loves it. When it was saved by NBC, when it was saved by NBC, they were super happy to be able to go back to work. The guys on Supernatural seem to love their show. You know, it's always sunny. It's obvious that all the people on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia dearly love that show. They're all producers of that show. Game of Thrones. Like I always look, you you see the, the some of the funny. They're having a ball making that show. The Expanse. The actors love. Like they, there's videos when it was saved. Like they were so fucking happy to be able to go back and make more of this show. When they start went back into production, every single actor was like taking a picture of the front of their script, going like, "We're back, baby!" <laughs> like it's just like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. Like I want to tack on to what you were saying about people meeting up. You know their interactions when they first meet up and stuff like that. You know, in Game of Thrones, you had to wait like seven seasons for certain people to meet up. Uh, and we're still but, waiting, <laughs> but but certain people have. Yeah, and and when you when when it finally happens, you just you, that feeling. Like I felt exactly that in at certain points in the Expanse, and it was just so it was like, oh yes, very yes. rewarding, very rewarding. I was very happy when Alvisarala was on board for finally on board the Rossi. Mm-hmm. I was just like. Or yeah. how about like, just in season one when when uh, when uh, Miller Miller finally Holden. meets Holden? Yeah, yeah. you know, same just, thing. That was amazing, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. then they teamed up, and then it was awesome because their se- <laughs> their stories were completely separate. Or in the same they breath, were following in the, the same, same breath. Right. When when people diverge, and then seasons go by, and they come back, like like Holden and Miller. Yeah, but in the same way, when, like, like um, it, in Game of Thrones, when Sansa and Arya like split apart, and they've uh, been apart for so long. You know the one I'm still waiting for. They, Arya and John. Yeah. Oh, same God. thing. We're still waiting for Arya and John. Or Daenerys meeting everybody. Right. Yeah. Daenerys meeting just, everybody. I'm, oh. Oh, that just. I, oh. Since I, I'm still my segment, te- technically, I'll just wrap it up by just saying with Bobby Draper, I immediately liked her. Even whenever the she actress, was the, even when she was like, I even said it out loud conflict. to Stephanie, I said, I like her. Her conflict. Even when she was being a Mars brat, yeah. you know? Like, they're better than everybody. The, all the bits with her when she goes to Earth. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that might have been when that one. If one of the top moments where that show just reached in and I was just like, oh, this is this is something. Just her, <laughs> her, her. Yeah, because she starts off like, fuck Earth. Earth ain't shit. Mars is awesome. Everything about Mars is the shit, and Earth's a big pile of garbage. And like. You, you, when she, you know, yada yada yada, she ends up going to Earth for the first time, and she's just like, 
she, you know, she has this perception that Earth is a paradise and that Earthlings all like lorded over the rough and scrabble life of Mars people, and like she's seeing what a shithole most of Earth is, and the 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 the, the people and the basic people assistance just, yeah. and outside just kinda, of the just just, just falling between the cracks because there's just too many people. There's abundant, yes, there is abundance, but. There's, there's not still enough people. Abu- there's still people. It's just there's too many fucking no. people. All she knew was that people on Earth are are like they're living their cush lives, and then she sees what it's really like, and she's like, "Okay, everything that I learned is not all true." Like, oh, Martian this mass propaganda. propaganda. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Bloody hell! All right, Justin, you're up. My James friend. Holden, Holden, my favorite character on the show. That's interesting. Why? Some of the best acting, honestly, and 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 he very understated with his performance for most of the show. Season three, when he starts hearing that voice and seeing things, I think that dude he turns his acting performance up to eleven. Him mm-hmm. just talking to nobody, but then there's some of that person's there, yeah. and then they're not there, and everyone's like. Are you okay? And <laughs> right. just like, some of the looks he gives people where his eyes are real watery and his face is all like modded and he's just like, <sighs> but, what? like one of my favorite things is, is that when, when Amos sees it, like he just accepts that 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 Holden's okay. Right. He just he's like he's dealing with something. <laughs> right. He's going through some stuff. <laughs> I still and trust him. He he's still okay. trusts him. I, I love that. You know what we haven't. You know what we haven't mentioned. Hmm. That throughout all this craziness, there's a lot of humor. There is. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like it isn't a show that brings. Balls. Be a, it could be a very. It isn't dour, a show that brings you down. No. It could be a very dour We're, show, but it's not. It's, it's a very. Yeah. It's, it's balanced. It's balanced. I'll it's, say again. There, it's like I. I wouldn't it call hits it that. Yep. I wouldn't sweet call spot. it exciting. Like there, I'm not. It. It's like some a of it's slow, pretty fucking exciting. It's a slow. <laughs> Build to the yeah. real high pitch moments. Yeah, it's like te- it's like going from one on the on the speaker with a rapid crescendo, a gradual like, crescendo, slow, and then at like the going, end it goes. Zoom. Yeah, like like <laughs> it goes from one. I like to the Star eight. Trek TNG music. Yeah, it takes it takes a whole season to get from <laughs> one to to eight. And then in two episodes, they go up to 14, and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> and then it goes back down into a one, and it's like, you liked it, did you? <laughs> well, guess what? We're going to slowly, this season, go up. Ah! And then you're just like, ah! like it just fucking grabs you. And, and then in season three, it's just like, it just, that whole scene, the whole, where they're, where all those ships end up. And yeah. the state they're in was some of the most fascinating space-based ship sci-fi stuff. I was so up interesting. there, up there with the blind ship battle between in in this Star Trek Two. You know what I mean? As far as like unique and or like the ship-to-ship combat in Battlestar, or 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 even the innovation in like. Star Wars with little ships launching out the big, like certain things where you go, ooh, that's satisfying. Ooh, I like the way that works. Okay, you know can, what I mean? Can I get back to James Holden? Yeah. James Holden, he he's very emotional. Very emotional guy. He's impulsive. 
He's honorable. But he's he, exactly. He's honorable. He's an honorable good man. He's Isn't a, he just a good typical guy though? Cut out. I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate. He does no. He does the right thing even when you can tell in his face he's going. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> it's true. I don't like, want to. From the very get like, and everyone around him going, "What? Why? Why, Holden? Why?" It's like we gotta. He look save him. He's, like he's re- he's reluctant. He is reluctant, but he he knows he has a purpose. All has, along the way, he he's wants driven. To quit, but he's like, just like he, I can't. It's weird. He's reluctant but driven. Like he, I don't know. He, he he's basically he's his. I think the way I read Holden is he he has a strong sense of what's right. Yeah, but he also wanted to play it as an audience member. Right. But when he realized that he had already gotten himself in too deep, he, because of that ethical duty, he realized, you know, I created a lot of this mm-hmm. that's going on. Well, then and they I become a, I have famous. A re- I have a responsibility. Yeah. To then, do, but then they become. Even, he doesn't want to. I don't think he really wants. Like I said he's reluctant. He's like, I'm going alone. Like whenever he go for whenever uh, what's his name uh. uh Shit, Tyrese, uh, Fred Johnson. Uh, Fred Johnson originally sends Holden out. Yeah. Holden wanted the rest of the crew to, you know, to be safe because right. he realized he's going off on a tangent that really he could die in, and it's stupid. Mm-hmm. But he felt he had to. And he's done that a few times where he'll like, no, it just has to be me. No, it's just me. Or when he stayed on the station, whenever everybody was getting radiated yeah. with Miller, or even see at the end of season three where he. He's like, I need to go alone. Right. He Just, does it. He yeah. does it over and over. He says, Naomi, go back to the ship. Yeah. I'm going in. I love, you know, <laughs> I love that over the course of the three seasons, the notoriety that Holden inadvertently attains just being at the center of all these monumental things well, that happen. Even when he made he, the announcement in season one, he thought he was doing the right thing. Right. And, and he was, but probably not the right way. And when Miller sees him, he's like, you're not the the hero that they've been talking about. No. You know? <laughs> it's like a coward that's never What's killed anyone. What's the thing that Miller bit? kept saying? Something in corners. Doors and corners, kid. Doors and corners. I guess I'll just have to do my pathetic best. Miller gets something my, like, What's that line he gave? gave I don't know. Miller gets my honorable mention, though. Because, like, he was kind of a constant in the first few episodes where I didn't know who was who and we were what was going to on. We were anchored to him. We were anchored to him. He was kind of like a, a film noir like detective show mm-hmm. based around Miller where he was just trying to follow a trail. Which and, could be misleading to viewers. Yeah. You might start the show thinking, huh, this is going to be like a police drama right. space, a detective show. And he's even kind of narrating a little bit. <laughs> like he's, you know. I like that, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I do too. Season one stands on as a rewatch. You know, season one may feel weaker, but yeah. actually, I disagree. When I go back and rewatch the, the season stage, one, it's it sets great. in the way that it very cleverly introduces what's going on and who everybody is and where you are in space, and I, it had to be done. Yeah, it had to in order to tell the story right. They had to do season one the way they did. Well, for yeah. like what by the time they needed to build up, they needed to show you, you know. Via these characters, they showed you what the state the Earth is in. Well, they you're, allude to where Mars is. Following at. this trail with Miller, and you're you're kind of rooting for something there, something to happen to to be his end game. You're rooting for a, a a certain ending, and then as the show progresses, you start to root for other things because you know that that's not going to pan out. And you're like, so it just it like I said, it takes you on a ride. It's a roller coaster. Hard to predict, right? You, yeah. 
you think you got it down, and then you're like, oh no, and, and you'll nope. be, and I, nope. you can be partially right, yeah. but then things, you know, it just goes all. It is a hard show to predict. And Miller, I, I really like Miller. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, to, okay to say that that those are my honorable mentions. I mean, I like a lot of the characters on the oh, show. Yeah. There's hardly it'd be difficult for me to start naming characters I don't like. I like everybody. I mean, I think everything is... Which is going to be hard to pick a dog at. I know who my dog is. And it's simply one where I'm like, I could have gotten a stronger actor or written some better lines for him, made him more of a... I got a dog at too. I thought of it just now. All right. Go for it, guys. Mine would probably be Jules Pierre Mao. Meow. He's a cat man. No, Jules, Jules, Jules like, Pierre Mount. Like I wanted a stronger. I, okay, I know who mine is. Never mind. I, I wanted a stronger. Do what? Bef- I know who mine is. Because he's in so few scenes, and then later on, he's in like some real key conversations with his daughters, with that evil doctor. I wanted a more sinister, commanding performance. Seeing as that he's at the center of bringing this problem to the universe, like I, I want. I wanted like I wanted more from Jules Pierre Mao, and there just no. wasn't like when you consider the people he's playing off of the great performance of the dude that plays Aaron Wright, fucking Alva Sarala, and and I just I'm like I think I and listen I'm reaching because there's not a lot of people in that show I I can't really think of any more of a dog than him because every time he was on screen I'm going. Mm. See, I kind of want more. He there. doesn't belong. I'll tell you. I why. wanted more. I wanted more there. I'll tell you I, why I disagree with your assessment. Is just because what he was doing, he had to be real shady and sinister and working in the shadows. Like I just need. I want. I think there would be better. It's just. It's just one little. I'm talking like yeah. this is the 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 one crumb on the it's donut a nitpicky. I don't like. It is. I have to get nitpicky because there's not much I don't like. He was the scenes with him. I'm going. That could probably if I I, I could find a better Asian guy actor to play i don't know i just didn't like that guy's performance i didn't like the way he kind of oh hello there like it just didn't like there were so many performances knocked so far out of the park on that show his was just kind of think like it just never considering the two girls that play his daughters even in like Julie uh, Julie's small role and in the flashbacks right. and then Melissa Clarissa Clarissa Mao like all the stuff later on oh her yes is so good Very and good. knocked so far out of the park I look at him and I'm like <laughs> hello there daughter like I just didn't yeah that's it he's probably my dog the one of the most minor softball doggets I've ever picked on on a show, I think, because it's just like I can't think of anybody else. Everybody else is so good. I'll give an ex- I'll give mine now. Go for it. And there's actually two. I got two potential doggets. I'll start with the doggett award, um, and then my runner up. But it's the uh, he's the sign UN scientist that's there. Uh, he he's a smoking man, young smoking man. Oh, Spender. Spender. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel he he stole any scene. I f- didn't feel he belonged. I don't, uh, I don't. I can't really even place him in the show. Honestly, he's towards. He's in season three, and he's on the ship with with. Um, why do I keep forgetting her name? Um, with Blondie, Anna, Blondie, Anna. Reverend Doctor Anna Vlavadov. Mm-hmm. He was with her in season three. 
Okay, and then, and then the runner, y'all are going to love this. <laughs> when I heard her name, I was like, my runner up, Muppet Show, for anybody that's curious. My runner up isn't because he did necessarily a bad job, but just because I just want to see Amos shoot him right away is the intelligence guy that ends up on their ship in season one, who's there on behalf of the UN. He's got his eyes are wired with cameras and he's the one that called the finger the guy the finger camera yeah, guy yeah oh yeah fuck that guy the intelligence but dude, from a character like, perspective hey, no, like, no, no, no 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 not the camera guy not the documentary camera guy no it's uh the guy with all the bionic implants right it's this dude let me see him uh, okay he's in season one yeah yeah he's got the bionic he's the implants. one when they are about the when they are in Jul- gonna go to julie mal's place and they're in the building yeah. and they're in the lobby he's the guy that calls the security force in right. that results in the shootout between Miller and Holden versus all of those dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that little, he's the biggest weasel. Yep. He plays a good weasel. <laughs> he does. And yeah, and I wanted Amos to just cap his. Right. He, and Amos wanted to. Yeah. And that's How when Holden, that's, that's when Holden was like, Naomi, get control of Amos. You know, he's gonna. That fucker needed to yeah. die right away. Some of the co- and I, I, I got choice. a lot of nods to some of the concepts and visual concepts in the show, like that when that lander thing was was dropping down onto a uh, uh, Mer- Venus, 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 and it when it oh yeah popped apart into like every nah, yeah, all nah, of its nah, nah, individual nah, nah. parts. I'm just like expanse. Yeah. <laughs> God dang it! You know what I mean? Like. Just visually, like the same way, like like because like my favorite character ever in anything is Doctor Manhattan, and the concept behind his powers and how he can kind of control matter and reality, and and it's just so up here. The Expanse has stuff like that where it just tweaks this part of my brain where I'm like, ooh, like that's fucking something I don't I don't think you don't think of very often. Like what a neat thing to think of. Yeah, since we're talking about that, there was a. Not many things on TV will make me actually exclaim something out loud like, when I'm whoa. alone. When I'm alone at home, right? There was a scene with the guy that was trying to set records in space. Oh, and yeah. he was like broadcasting and doing it for his girlfriend, right? Like, twitching, who, like twitching in, in the cockpit of a when spaceship. He hit that thing. I went, "Oh shit!" Just like out loud. <laughs> just my my dog freaked out a little bit because uh, I. I was very quiet, and then it happened, and I was just like, I shouted. Well, any any show that can get me to stand up, like my only my my knee jerk literal reaction is to just without even thinking about it, stand up, just like, what the fuck (laughs) is happening? Like you know, like you know, my number one like for one for Game of Thrones is. Is the battle where John almost yeah. gets buried in people? Right. Like the that reaction, battle was a big. The deal reaction about. is so visceral. You had to pause it. I. You have to stop it and get it. Like I got up, <laughs> and it was uh, just this image of him reaching up out of the, all these dead bodies, still being covered, and I'm I'm like the, I, I, just to fight the both the fight the claustrophobia to fucking mm-hmm. and to back up what Justin said. Regroup a little the, bit. The, the the scene where this one guy, it's a one man ship. He hits. It's there's this thing with a barrier. <sighs> Where he done, it's not good for that guy. Oh, it was. It's not good. And the way that they. I'm going to say viscous. Where it's like, imagine hitting a wall, but like your car doesn't get crumpled. (laughs) Only you do. (laughs) By simply because when you hit this field, it like, you slow down so instantly. 
oh. depending on how fast you're going. It's exactly you what we were rea- talking about earlier. Right. With, with it's the stabilizers. I, I just had to like, it was so unnerving what happens. They show without cutting what happens to this young man. You end up just, I, you, I was, I know exactly what you're talking about. You paused it and you're just like, <laughs> I didn't pause it. I because was like, that's the thing. Like, there's always, like, in near, like, either middle or the end of a season where they'll just set up the next, like, 10 episodes and you're going, what? I want to give Wait, a- what? So the thing that that scene launches with that barrier, with all of the ship, the whole, uh, like, literally uh, most, no, 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 I know, with most of season three, yeah, guys, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to spoil anything. You don't all have right. to debt, debt, debt me. <laughs> Sorry, it just sounded the, like the this. Everything that happens in that, in season three, is so clever yeah. and unique and strange and sciency. And watching between all these ships caught in this thing, working it out, yeah. and how the physics works. Yeah. I had a sci-fi boner. It was just like, oh, this is sci-fi in it. Like this is this is the essence of like, and it's not just a, an again episode. a parallel it's to like, Star Trek. When Star Trek again is at its best, it's, they're in the engine room and Geordi and Data and maybe Riker are leaning around that table and they're talking this, they're talking out some science. The expanse that was that that was what the expanse did where they're all on the on the UN ship and they're like leaning on the map and they're like what is what is how did when and there are no communication so they're having yeah. to guess what the other ships are doing and what are the Mars people doing and what's the OPA doing and what's the Rossi doing and well yeah, yeah, and on the middle of it Holden's doing stuff he's just a dude in a spacesuit Naomi's finer like okay. wow like it's just can I talk about my dog it now son of a bitch uh. One thing, okay, because I was I've been trying to get it in. It's a tan- it's just a slight tangent, but I think an honorable mention for just a side character. Going back, Lopez the Martian, the Martian that first ended up going with them, the only one, the only Martian that was on the ship. Y'all remember him? He's the one that interrogate him. He pop he pop he pops the pills when he's interrogating the crew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah early yeah, yeah, in yeah. season one. Yeah, yeah. That was like our first exposure to Martians. Right. And then you get a sense that, hey, at first you don't like them. But then you start to realize. You start, kinda, you wonder what that pill is doing and what and how it's affecting him and how he's able to. Tell if him, somebody's lying yeah, or not. Yeah, read people. It's like a, a, a polygraph it's pill. Like a, yeah, exactly. It's like, a, yeah, it's like he became a polygraph machine. Yeah, he's kinda. like a human lie detector. But I thought that character just not much of a part at all. Right. But I just thought it was significant because. It was the first time where you felt not everybody's who one of the first times you feel not not everything is as it seems right, like this yeah. Martian is not a bad person. Yeah. He may have seemed like it at first, but they're just operating on the info they got. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead, Justin. My dog. It, and I liked him when I first met him, but he just kind of grew a little more annoying to me <laughs> as the show went on because he's rising up the ranks of the OPA is Diogo. Oh, that the young oh, guy. Oh, the kid. The kid. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of liked his interactions with Miller when he when we first introduced him. When they were in the, sh- the suits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, but, was, he was in the back of my mind yeah. a little bit. He's but what, he's not a pro. As he's rising up the ranks, I'm just like, okay. He's a, he's a little too big for his britches here. Yeah. And it kind of showed. Yeah. Okay. He, he definitely got annoying, 
But he also there's also a few times where he's like he was the guy that first slapped when Drummer yeah. was doing his speech. Right. He's definitely like all out OPA. Loyal, very loyal. Like to just the OPA, OPA. Mm-hmm. That guy after what happened to his dad. He was anyway. <laughs> so that's that's a good one. That's my dog. That's a good dog. We had some good doggets for such a strong. Yeah, that was. It's hard. It's tough. It's a hard show to pick doggets on, but unless it, you're he's, Parker, he's the but guy yeah. that stands out to me for sure. <laughs> so, Bobby Draper, we got mass. Let's see. I don't know if we uh, want to do. I want to do. You want to do a quick little? Yes, little, yes. Uh, uh, analytics. You need to change your rating. Taylor. More analytics. You'll, you'll get there. Can't forget about Taylor we'll get there. rating. So Metacritic, I was looking at it. Uh, Sixty-five was season one. Uh, that's not the best, right? right. Um, Probably not that many reviews either. There was like yeah, thirteen or something. And a lot of it is people that don't get it. That season it, two it doesn't only... snap them right up right out of the gate. So they're like, this show's boring. Season I see a lot two, of that. People saying it's boring. Season two, only five reviews, but it was up into the uh, 77. And now I'll go to Rotten. I'm going to go to Rotten Tomatoes yeah, real quick. I'm curious to the RT rather than Metacritic. Because, right, yeah, Metacritic, they're getting lazy over yeah, there. Yeah, it seems lazy. They're, they go, oh, I'll just do season one. Then we won't compile any reviews after that. Right. Um, Season one, 76% uh, critical consensus was reached. The Expanse blends sci-fi elements and detective noir into a visually compelling whole, though it takes a few episodes for the story to capture viewers' intrigue. Which that's and that honestly, that that. was its downfall. People would tune in for the first episode, go, I don't know what's going on, and they quit watching. (laughs) Because they're lazy. People keep are, watching. Why, people are lazy. That's why people expect are lazy in TV, right? With, with we're, we're telling our listeners just power through. Let the story lead you. It, you'll figure. Not it out. every fucking TV show is like is gonna just snatch your face off. It's immediately. Like, there's, you gotta there's give it a payoff that's that's immediate, and there's payoff that's slow, thoughtful, and meticulous. Yeah. Season two, 95%. There you go. Critical consensus. The Expanse's second season offers more of the show's excellent signature production values while increasing character development and politically thrilling narratives. Mm -hmm. Season three, 100%. Critical consensus. Love that. Building on earlier potential and extending character arcs throughout a solidly crafted third season, The Expanse continues to impress and shows no signs of abating. That's amazing. Now, see... That's satisfying to know we're on target with the critics yes. and everybody else is wrong. Right. I mean, the people that are naysaying on this show. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Parker's like the like out of nowhere. Parker. Parker's like the Parker's the variable that didn't like the show after watch getting through the first season yeah. all the way. I don't get that. I don't get it. I would almost want to have a little segment with yeah. him on the show and dun, say, dun, what the fuck, yeah. dude? Doesn't it feel like I could have been in the show? <laughs> Me old Johnny Doggett? Doesn't it feel like I yeah, could have? I could have been, been an OPA scient. Oh, OPA no, I shady been dude. Yeah. Beltuwada. Hey. <laughs> Beltuwada. But yeah, the... Belta uh, Pride. Hey, I'm a cop. Now I could here, have been Miller's partner. There's one other important metric I haven't mentioned. Mr. Doggett. Oh, hey, there we go. <laughs> Belter, do do do. Hey, I could have been Jules Pierre Mao. You could have. Hello, my Asian daughter. Well, you had an Asian wife. That's true. Yeah, that's all they needed to do. And you would have been there. You, you would have been go. good. 
Mr. Doggett. <laughs> hey, for you Patrick are. Stewart can be a guy named Jean-Luc. I could be a guy named Jean-Pierre. <laughs> Jules, Jules. Jules Pierre. Y'all will also be pleased to know that this little, this little niche show has an 8.4 out of 10 IMDb. It made the top 250 list. Nice. Barely. But it's still on. It still could go up. on, baby. For at least two or three more seasons. Number like 240. It belongs higher, in my opinion. It's going to go higher. It's, it's on that. Too. All it has to do, if it goes up like point, when you get to that 8.5 on IMDb, t- yeah. you reach the top 250. If it goes up like by point three to 8.8, 8, it'll be like top 100 right. of all time. But think- it's already on the top of all time list, so I think that's a good start. I think people need to give it a chance. Yeah. Watch I think the now that it's on, show. I think now that it's going to be an Amazon Prime Can show, you bring up viewership. Uh, I did earlier, and I think what, what we were looking at was a dec- uh, steady. Because you know who fucking promotes shows real well? The way we're saying sci-fi doesn't fucking Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Amazon knows how to oh, stick, yeah. get a show in front of people, and go watch this fucking show. Like I want to watch Jack Ryan because I've seen some. Well, I want to. I want to get back into Man in the High Castle. Yeah. Like I, my, my parents. It's one of those shows where my parents are watching it, and they're like giving me that. And I'm curious. I was like, what I'm do you mean you're not watching Man in the High Castle? I'm curious about that comedian show in the fifties. That Ms. lady, Miss Mazel, Miss Mazel. What's that all about? It's got all those awards. It looks very interesting. I don't know. Okay, Evan asked about viewership. I'm going to go over it one more time. The quick and dirty is season one, 700,000 people per episode was the average. Season two, 562,000. Season three, 606,000. Let's see why it got canceled. It's a niche show. NBC Universal saw the ratings in season two. They took a risk to do one more season. They probably was a clause in the contract. If there was two consecutive seasons that were below a certain threshold, it got axed. Because from what I understood... I read this article that said the Sci-Fi Channel executives were rooting for the show, but NBC Universal had they enforced their stupid fucking contract. I don't care. Why not? If you're these executives, don't you? Wouldn't you just want to have the show on, on principle alone that it's coming from Sci-Fi and you sell it to the streaming companies? But it's fine. In fact, I would argue that what's happened to the expanse is going to be better for, for the best. Long. Yep. Without those fuckers at NBC Universal <laughs> controlling the fucking show, I think Bezos loves it. Sh- like Evan said earlier, whatever your opinion is of Bezos, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, rich guy. Okay, but he's the right guy to mm-hmm. to have behind the show. Do you think? Oh, here's a question: If if it had gotten canceled after season two. Would he have still picked it up? Yeah. I think he had eyes on that show from the very, very beginning. And he I think he liked it. it. He wanted it. And he liked what they'd done He liked it. what they Man. did. He wanted that show. He wa- If it, it had got canned after one season, he would have he probably picked it up because he wanted that for Amazon. And here, here's the kicker. Amazon, like y'all said, will promote it. Yeah. And with those promotions, it's possible viewership will grow and grow and grow. And if that happens, they could increase the budget. Yeah, they could. But with the budget they have, it's some. It it's great. Like, it looks great. And sometimes I hate I hate it when people say this. Less is more. But sometimes when when it is. creative people have less money to work with, they some do the more with episodes, less. Some of the yeah. best episodes of Star Trek are the ones where like they they've they have to rein it in for like there's a period when when TNG and DS9 first start overlapping. You see that much more pronounced because they're sharing like the same pool of money, mm-hmm. and you'd see like. 
TNG would do a do like a big set piece episode where they obviously had to spend a lot on CGI and stuff, and then uh, the, co- the 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 concurring DS9 episode would be like it's all it's all a, the Ferengi and they're gonna poop around in corks, like or vice versa. All of a sudden, you have the the the, the run of DS9 where there's like big space battles with multiple ships, and there's the last little bit that it overlaps with TNG. It's like well, it's a, it's a story in ten forward, like you know, so it's it's. Same thing with Voyager and DS9. Yeah. Like it's 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 I like I like shows that have to work within their their limits. You know, like it, it make it inevitably makes it makes it better. All right, Taylor, it's a moment of truth. How much are you raising it? I have it at a nine point three one, Justin has it at a nine point two. What are you raising it to? I'm reading a negative review. <laughs> it's pretty okay. Oh, it's pretty I know, okay. I know the source material is top notch, and this is one of the few okay sci-fi shows. What would you count but the as direction, a good one? Yeah. Direction and acting could use help. Yeah, sure, okay, that makes sense. I was, I'm trying to find something re- that was like, you know, it's amazing because the user reviews on season two that was the most negative, and it was a mixed review. That's something to be said about. There's that. no. There's no user reviews that are negative on any of the seasons from people on Metacritic. Anyway. So, okay, it's an 8.45. I'm raising it to a... Um, shit, guys. <laughs> do, you, do I really need to do this? Uh, this is this is the last part of the, the show. The, the, <coughs> this okay. Is, this is what we do, Taylor. Okay, so I guess I'm, I'm going to raise it up to a 9 point... Um, <laughs> can you are you categorized by me yeah uh-huh. fuck oh okay 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 I'm gonna do a 9.2 okay I was wondering if it was gonna go above the wire or not no it's not but it could here's here's a fact about this show right quick I'm rewatching it right after I finished it yeah I don't do that very often it's very rare that I do that I'm, I will probably go back and I immediately, so I just pretty much immediately finished it, and I just said, "I'm, I'm going to just go back and watch the show again." Which kind of well, leads me to something. I you're watching start. it in two different ways because the way you watched it first was weekend to weekend. True. And now you're now it's binging night the night. crap out of it, right? Like, yeah. What are what all are you? Is that all you're watching? Like, I, I want to, I like, I want to end the podcast now with like, what are you watching? What all are you watching? Because I've got a couple things I'm doodling with. Well, how about we talk about the shows we just finished? I f- just finished Smallville. And? And? So, Evan did put in a rating last week for Smallville. And it is... Up in the air, it's Superman! Right here. Got a nine... Oh, an eight... Po- <laughs> no, no, sorry. 8.61. 8.61 is... is San- up above T- the uh, Star Trek, the original series, below Parks and Rec. So very good. Like I, I love the Superman mythos. I love Superman. I will, I will convince if anybody that comes to me and says, "Oh, I like Batman more," I'm be like, "Batman is trash. Superman is the best." I will tell you why, and you will uh, hopefully agree with me because super, I just love Superman. I think the whole point and the heart of Superman is so important and wholesome. He's one of the greatest characters 
in literature. Now, we won't go into Smallville very much because I think we're probably going to try to sell it to Taylor sometime. Yeah, at some point, it's going to be a Justin and I do a thing and, and, uh, because it's, and and possibly sell it a little bit and then just talk about Superman. Yeah. I I think Superman, the debate of like Superman, because it's so hot and cold. Some people fucking love Superman and some people are like, Superman's gay. And I'm just like, (laughs) Superman uh, and Smallville. With some like eye rolly uh-huh. bits, yeah. with some real eye rolly bits, there are some of the most pure telling of the Clark Kent, Superman, alien, adopted home story that, they, is, that I feel like, especially in this day and age, with the immigration being such a hot button issue and stuff, I think there is no better character to drive home the idea of like someone from elsewhere making a home in a place that's foreign foreign and and i i just whereas batman's like rich guy revenge cool gadget type it's a lot of revenge based but smallville captures smallville captures captures this the the what a just but it's wb it's it's wb it's a it's a good good (laughs) ass or cw whatever way ahead of its time but I'm also watching I, I'm watching what I think might be the first reality competition based thing I'd ever think about putting on this list. Okay. It's a it? show called The Great British Baking Show. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's 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 that sh- you know, that food networky type competition, but it's the absolute most perfectly done, funny wholesome heart-filled like kind it's just something else it's some i can't even describe it it's something else involved so i'm watching that and i'm uh i started voyager i'm gonna start picking at voyager a little bit again just because <laughs> tuvok tuvok my friend we know Taylor's watching The Expanse. What I'll did you watch you. before The Expanse? I'll get you home. Uh, I watched Ozark. All right. Okay. Yeah, and, here we go. And I watched Westworld. I watched two separate series, right. and I finished both of them all you the way. You need to rate both of them. Uh, so I'm going to start with Westworld real quick. I liked season one a lot more than season two. This is a short little... We're not talking about it today, so I like it more. I thought season two went off a cliff in a lot of ways. Um, interesting show, highest production values. You got anth- you got the roll- the red carpets rolled out for the best actors and actresses. You know, whatever. Yeah. They threw a shitload of money at it. Did it earn its price tag? Do you think it's going to keep no. going? No. I don't think it earned its price tag. Uh, I I think it'll probably go another season. Um, I seems would, very expensive. I would say that I'm going to give it in the is is my rating. Yeah. Can I see? No, I'm just kidding. Can I kind of look at where I'm at here? I'm thinking it's going to be that down in this in the low sevens. Uh, put it, put it down there with the man. There's still some stuff I need to reassess. Yeah, like first of all, you can just raise Star Trek DS9 to seven point three, right? Three <laughs> one, seven point three one. Okay, uh, and then yeah, for this show, I'm going to put it at a seven point oh. Okay. Wow. So yeah. it's garbage. First season, I recommend it. Uh, I think people should keep watching season two and then tell me what you think is what I think. Because I think different people might have a different way of looking at it. But I, 
it tries so hard to be smart and pompous and it tries it 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 confuses the viewer on purpose to where i had to stop it and say well wait a second and i think the word you used evan was pretentious yeah it seems very pretentious it's i've watched one very, random episode from season two or whatever it is with my dad when i was over there for dinner and i'm just sitting there going like that's the first word that popped in my head watching just <laughs> i had no idea what was going on but i was like this is the most pretentious it is show I've and ever i'll ever seen i'll just say that it doesn't have the right to be because this concept has been, been done explored don't robots. they act like it's so profound robots man Woo! and hey. i get it and there's some cool shit they do with you it. know don't what? get me wrong and, like and, I can't. I'm not telling you not to watch the show. I gave it a seven. Watch it. Recommend. I know. I'm it's just going off the one episode I watched, but you know, it's probably still better than Westworld, the show. Westworld, the movie that they made decades ago. It's a very good sci-fi movie. I will. Okay, season one, guys. Yul Brenner's in it. If season one was isolated and that was Westworld, then it would be upper sevens, low eights. Just so y'all know, like I can strongly recommend season one and yeah. say. Sounds like it should have been a miniseries. Season two, I feel like, and then season three is going way out there. I'll just say that. I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it goes, but anyway. Well, I know the general concept of Westworld. It's like a rich person's theme park where you're, oh, you can go to the Western, but and it's super real. That's what the movie was about. Wait, am I still? Hello. Yeah. But who's a robot and who's not? There we go. Who's hello, human? Hello, hello. What does it really mean to be human? Who's a robot? Who's not a human? Oh, he's a robot. Oh. You know, it's, it's, like like this, <laughs> it's a super, super, super futuristic, I mean, convoluted theme park's mess. the wrong word, but it's like you pay to go live holodeck this. Yeah, it's, but but like with robots. And I would the robots just say, are kind of, oh, they've got. I just want to level this criticism at it right now on season two. The way that y'all filmed that, if, you, if these executive producers ever listened. <laughs> Fucking, that's a little pretentious. That's our audience. That's, that's our audience is the producers of major, H- of major HBO. Terrible shows. what you guys did trying to confuse the audience as much as you say did. hello just to be, Benioff just because, and Weiss. I love Game of Thrones. Just and thank you guys for listening. I heard the executive producers got annoyed with the fact that fans on Reddit were predicting what was going to happen in season one before it happened. See, and, and then they made season two so unpredictable that it was a fucking mess. That's what makes WWE great is that they'll take what people say on Reddit, and rather than trying to go against the grain... They'll go with it. They'll play along a little bit with, go with, with the, the people on the internet. Okay, and then Active I want to... Active storytelling. Yeah. And then I don't want to spend... That's enough on Westworld for now. Ozark, I have a higher opinion of, much higher opinion of, actually. I... The show is one of the darkest shows I've ever seen. <laughs> I can't... I'm just going to lead with that. If you can't handle... You can't stomach dr- Mexican drug cartel realism, people getting shot in the head, thrown out windows by Mexican drug cartels, then don't watch Ozark. Yeah. If you don't like... There's a little bit of mob stuff. There's a lot of death realism. There's even some uncomfortable sexual stuff in it. Um, to To a... Not like a big degree, but just some stuff like a guy masturbating to something he shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like it gives you an ooh, like yeah. gross. Yeah. You get that. Yeah. It's very Breaking Badish in a lot of ways. It's not a. It didn't. It's not innovating anything too new because Breaking Bad or it's just another show where it's like, hey everybody, Sopranos, drugs, huh? But it's not. <laughs> but but, but it, it twists that around. Yeah. Because the main. I'll just say real quick. The main character is basically an accountant. And every He's man. a financial advisor. And it's Jason Bateman. He's just and it's a, Jason Bateman. So what is he? Is he a and, science teacher? And FYI, no. And no? FYI, Jason Bateman kills his performance in this show. 
You want to make, I, I will never joke anymore. This isn't, when is Jason Bateman going to do his little serious, he already did it. Yeah. He did a serious thing. It's in Ozark. He already did it. And he did a great job. He's been nominated for an award, for awards for his acting. But it's a very dark show. It's very structured. It doesn't try to confuse audiences, but it's very mature. Uh, it's very well acted. It's very good production values. The kids are great. The All the characters, not all of them, but vast majority of the characters are intriguing, interesting, gr- uh, complicated, yeah. back, good backgrounds. Sounds like garbage. Everyone has their motivations. Oh, and it all happens in the <laughs> Ozark in the United States. And you learn a lot about shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's great. It's a great show. I'm going to put it as an 8.07. Or no, I'm sorry. I'm going to put it at an 8.14, actually, right above Sherlock. Okay. 8.14. And that's a bold rating. Oh, yeah. It's not very rewatchable. It would definitely fit in Evan's dark category of the wire, realistic yeah. stuff you don't want to think about. I am. Yeah. Pre- I am and re- I'm watching. I'm relatively sure I'm never going to watch Ozark, Taylor. Ooh. It just doesn't sound up my like. It's real depressing, and it's about the drug trade. So you know how th- that just most of the episodes don't focus on the drug. On it's not. It's about Marty Bird trying to deal with a situation he doesn't want to be in anymore. Maybe he has got a family of fourteen, fifteen, a wife who basically isn't necessarily really in love with him anymore. But they got to make the situation work because if he doesn't, he's going to get shot. And in the in the process, he's. Not a murderer. He's not a killer. Yeah. He's not Walter White. He's not a villain. That's another difference. He's not a dark guy you're following around. He tries to rationalize things a lot. Like, it's not my fault people make choices. Yeah. Even though he got involved and things happened bad. But it has that quality that Breaking Bad didn't. And it kept me interested. What did you find out about the show? Uh, Charlie recommended it okay. strongly. Okay. He really likes this sort of crap. And it's good crap. It's really good. Like Jason Bateman uh, directed some of the episodes. Uh, executive producer. Mm-hmm. Well done. Bravo. Not what I expected. Netflix shows. Yeah. I don't haven't been tuning in. It's a good show. It might belong. I might lower it in the sevens later. In the uh, <laughs> that doesn't give. Much. I might drop it down quite a bit immediately. But uh, you know, it's, it's going to be at the great swath of sevens and uh, sixes, the high sixes that I've got there. That uh, I can kind of to recommend. I just go, yeah, you know, oh, it's I'm a pretty sorry, good show. It's a pretty okay. good show, you know. He's all right. Oh, I've kicked him in the head so many times. Um, <laughs> Don't even worry. So anyway, and then if you're wondering what I'm watching, still curbs on the background. I'm rewatching The Expanse. I'm near. I'm at beginning of season two, and then uh, Animaniacs and Bob's Burgers. Nice. I'm also actively watching the current season of Doctor Who, the current season of Walking Dead, Natural, and the current season of Walking Dead. I need to catch up on a lot. Uh, Walking Dead has like like I even we were saying earlier before we started it. Like we, th- everyone's been talking about the last few years. Oh, it's been in a slump. Now, in retrospect, there wasn't a slump. What they did, they did deliberately to lead up to what's going on right now. And what's happening right now—it's <laughs> a long little period. Of it, it's, it's good. It. It's good. 
you got to get through. I'm just saying you got to get through 40 this little period. And mm-hmm. if all of it pays off, that's fine. No, it's. But, but I'm just saying that's a lot of episodes you got to go through. Honestly, for, I can't. I don't look at it as I didn't ever really look at it as like just down. It was it's all the Negan stuff has been top shelf. It's one of the darkest shows on television. That's true. That's exactly. that's one of my biggest problems with Walking but, Dead. It's but there's a so fantasy difficult. element to it because there's zombies and because it's, uh, and, and and it's God. it's so it, it's it right now they've made it. I, the word I want I want to look for is like big, like almost to a comic. Like there's it's almost kind of comic booky to like the character. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just the last handful of episodes. Since the very highly publicized last episodes of Rick Grimes, like that's not spoiling anything, they advertised it as that, and it was clever how they did what mm-hmm. they, that ended mm-hmm. up meaning, and it—it's just it, I wouldn't even like I want to. I'm trying to avoid saying it turned a corner because for me, there were such highs, emotional. Because all I'm looking for with shows, dark, light, whatever, is that it. Like we were saying earlier, an emotional. Where it just grabs you and makes you stand the fuck up and go, what am I? What? What? I mean, and and when I look back, starting with Negan, when you first see him, just and he walks out with that bat and everyone's on their knees. It's such a fucking ride. And now the way the show, like, you know, and, and this spoils nothing because most shows have time jumps later on. There's a time jump in Walking Dead where I'm like, right when it happened, I'm like, and they do it so beautifully. And I'm going like... It's one of my favorite time jumps on TV. Honestly, it is my favorite time jump. We're going to get to talk about all of it. It's my favorite time jump I think I've ever seen. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just like... (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so... Justin, walking fucking. In fact, you, so you, I'm gonna raise up Walking Dead. I'm gonna raise it up right now. <laughs> what Arrange the? it by my yes. ship right now. Arrange not, it by my ship right now. We're not in the right. Now. We're not in the right segment. It's I don't right. care. I'm, it's not, I'm. I'm gonna put it up. I have to put it up above Supernatural. And in fact, I'm gonna put it at an eight point nine. I figured it was gonna jump above the wire. Wow. And Stranger Things. That's above Re- my rating. Rearrange now. it. Rearrange it again. So it's above my rating now. Yeah, it's between Twin Peaks and Stranger Things. Number that's, ten. That's how. No, number eight. Number eight. eight. My number eight, Joe. That's how much. That's how much Walking Dead has impressed me. Just in the last what? What would you say? When was that? When was the Rick episode? Three or four episodes mm-hmm. ago. The last like five episodes of Walking Dead have been season one. Good. Could just be euphoria from the afterglow. Recently. Season yeah. one. Good. I, it could be an afterglow. I don't effect know Taylor. Experience. I, don't know I Taylor. am so fucking excited about. Like I, I'm so excited. I'm excited about Walking Dead again. Yeah. Like so I'm, I'm legitimately. That's significant. Every, anytime a new episode pops up, I'm like, oh, 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 yay! Like that's significant. Um. So after I finished the Expanse, I needed something familiar because it was just so jarring uh, how amazing it was. And I, I didn't think I could jump into anything new at that point. So I, I rewatched Weeds in the span of like two weeks. Wow. It's just that easy to watch. It's so fast. Um, and then I decided to pick up Gotham. And I'm mid-season two of Gotham. Isn't it good? And yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, What's my rating? Where's Gotham on mine? It's, it's hard to... Describe. Are you ready to give it some sort of rating? No. Um. 
I would, seven point eight two. It it might deserve being eight. Yeah. Um. So eight something. For me, I liked I like you know shows with more good than bad. Yeah. So Gotham has kind of been a little bit of an endurance thing for me, just because there's a lot of villains. It's a lot of Gotham is like a dreary city, like a dying city with a lot of villains and corruption and. But then you have like Jim Gordon, and he's trying to like turn Justice. it around. He's trying to clean up the police department and clean up the city. And it's you know you 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 back him, and then you see young Bruce, kind of and, learning who he is, yeah, and, and about his family and about the corruption in the business. Well, the motivation and the motivation you, it builds the motivations that turn him into Batman, right? So he's witnessing. He's an observer by, for through a lot of it, and with. The brilliant casting of the dude that plays Alfred, brilliant casting of the dude that plays Bullet, brilliant casting of the dude that plays Jim Gordon, and and Evan, those Evan fucking said, three man. Evan said because I like Smallville, I will like Gotham. The thing that that hasn't quite grabbed me yet is that with a lot of the shows that I really like, there's a lot of supernatural elements, and that gets there, but not yet. This is so what happened with Gotham. Currently, hold on. Currently, where I am, all I've seen is a lot of like. Mobster if you're stuff. mobster stuff, a lot of gun mobster fights, stuff. a lot of shooty, shooty, shooty. Yeah. And uh, basically, the the reason I like Superman more than Batman is that Superman is superhuman. The the villains and and Batman himself are all based around what a human could potentially do. Some of, uh, well, they 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 start bringing like. Uh, you remember Raj Al Ghul from the Dark Knight movie? He's in, he's at a certain point. He's in Gotham, and his whole thing is that he has the Lazarus Pit, where that he lives forever. Mm-hmm. You've got Mister Freeze is in the show, yeah. and he's got there the suit and the gun and freezing people in play. Like this is what happened with Gotham. It debuted, and they were very careful. They're like, well, let's make it. It had the tone of a police procedural. It followed around Jim Gordon. You know, Penguin was a was a low ranking mob guy, and and Edward Nigma is works in the police department and the forensics department, and like everyone, you could kind of say like, okay, so they're gonna make it like a police show. Once they realized they were gonna get renewed for a couple more seasons, they were like, oh. they like cracked their knuckles the and went, se- okie dokie, the- time to release the rogues gallery of Batman, and it become like it. I was telling you- Evan before before we recorded the season one finale of Gotham. It just jumps right off, and I, I, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay. like here it, we go." Like I spent, I was watching season one, and there was an episode in season one where I, it just kind of clicked for me, and I'm like, "Okay, this I'm going to keep watching." But the season finale of season one, I was just like, "Now here we go. This is the show I was looking for." And it and, becomes that show. Like it, it starts. It can't. And, and it, and it, it gives you like at different points, you kind of feel. More of a Schumacher Batman Forever vibe. Sometimes you get like a Dark Knight vibe. Sometimes you get more of a Keaton vibe. You get a, there's a Ke- like, there's some Keaton there's vibes some in there. it, it it emotionally pays homage to all the Batman hmm. bits a little in different yeah. little tiny ways. But it in it I, the description I've constantly used for Gotham and it's best with Batman too. It or Smallville too. With Gotham, they just paint in the the color palette of Batman. Right. You know, like he's getting into some stuff. He's like, is this person the Joker? And I'm like, yes and no. Just watch. Like, the especially with the Joker mythos, what Gotham does with, quote unquote, the Joker is you're not expecting it. 
it takes several twists and turns where you're going, <laughs> wait, what? Like, and, and it's so Batman. Another thing I have uh. to bring up about Gotham, and this is, it's just, it's still very weird. You don't know when this show is actually happening. Yeah, it's like 90s, 80s, 90s looking cars, but everyone has cell phones. But their hair is like they're back in the 40s. Like, it's a great aesthetic. It's so weird. And well, the same way, where's Gotham? Where's Metropolis? I mean, where, whereas in Smallville, they right. actually say where Smallville is in the, in Kansas. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is nowhere else in the Batman. But, you know, Superman. I start to draw comparisons like in, in Smallville, when you're seeing Metropolis from like a, an aerial view, it's very shiny and bright and blue sky. And Gotham is just like, the buildings are all like kind of in the comics. A in the bit. comics, it's just dying city, really gloomy and gray. <laughs> That's the way it is in the comic. But in the comics, they're across a bay from one another. At certain points in the in the meet in the in the continuity continuity of of, of DC, there's like a big bay. Metropolis is on one side, but because both cities are always portrayed as being port side cities, mm-hmm. like Metropolis is like Washington DC or New York, yeah. like now. And Gotham is like New York in the seventies and eighties, right. or you know, like Detroit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the right. It's definitely always portrayed in the movies as a, a, a dying, grimy, dying grimy, city. like a, city on the big brink. criminal underworld. Yeah, and it's, it's Gotham's great. Like you know, in the, in the beginning, it's Maroni and and Falcone. and Falcone and the two classic Batman mobsters and. And you've got Fish Mooney, played got, by Jada Pinkett Smith. And just you've a, got, a character that they created just for the show. And Jada Pinkett Smith does you Because you, you hear, job. like, Jada Pinkett Smith, but then she she plays this mob lady named Fish Mooney. Ooh. And she just knocks it clean out the park. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Barbara, Barbara played Keen, Barbara Keen. Leslie Tompkins, Harvey Bullock. Yeah, Even di- Harvey Dent is, the like, leading the major crimes unit. Like... Uh, Lucius Fox is in it as like sort of like Wayne. So that, I recently met Lucius, so I'm, yeah, yeah, he's like the go between between kind of Wayne Enterprises and Bruce and, Bruce. and Jay, Jim Gordon. He kind of bounces. He's the th- he's a thread that threads those. And like I told Justin, like you've got the the Alfred the Alfred Bruce stuff almost feels apart, and then you've got the villain Jim Gordon police stuff. And everyone's when that when those two pendulums foof past each other. That show hits some highs that I was really wasn't expecting. I was expecting to watch Gotham and go, eh, eh, and my score right now reflects it. But now that I'm, I'm waiting, I'm going to raise it. I'm de- it's definitely going to go up. I'm waiting for the new season, the yeah, debut, the last before season. the last, the last, man, and it's a perfect amount of seasons to just wrap. I'm going to catch up. Right they in know time. they know that they're that they, they knew that they're that they were that was it. And they're that you the build up yeah. from this last season to what's going to happen. I'm like, oh my god, it's and they're like, and they've even said. This is Bruce becoming Batman. Yeah. But they've set everything up. Bruce is going to become Batman. They know it's the last season, so they're going to do it. Good so, stuff. Good show. Uh, but most of my TV watching, especially with the live sh- the shows that are currently on, like Supernatural and Walking Dead and uh, even Better Call Saul, I'm behind because gaming is, has taken an uptick in my life. I've I've done a, been playing a lot of games. Yeah, Fallout 76 so. came out. Crusader Kings expansion came Magic out. Magic Gathering Arena. I play that. Um, Civ, on, Civ on the Switch, by the way, fabulous port. That's pretty cool to hear that they fabulous can do that. Fabulous port. Yeah. I have played the balls off of Civ on my Switch. It is so fun and such a good port and so easy to play. 
That's cool that they can good do that. stuff. Yeah. Really, honestly, if you want something to, to carry around, that's our true time killer. That's some shit. Divinity Original Sin Two. I don't know if y'all have seen. I put mm-hmm. I've put like over fifty hours. Great little RPG. I needed to hook. Uh, I, I haven't. I, I need to give it a, a, a second. League voice. of Legends. Silver of Two Taylor. So I hit Silver Two. That's awesome. A lot of work. <laughs> God, we could almost do Fun. an episode of this podcast that's like a broad episode about superhero TV shows. Because there are some. Because oh, yeah. a lot of them are middling on our list, but they're all pretty damn good. Maybe after Walking Dead, I can watch Gotham. Yeah. You'd probably breeze through it. It's, another, a, it's, it's a pretty, another shorter. It's, it's not like shorter, 20 episodes, uh, is it? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it was on. Uh, oh, it is. Network it's a TV. Fox show. So it's a Fox show. Season one is twenty-two episodes. <laughs> okay, never mind. But there's how many? There's only like four seasons. There's only four, like four or five, and seasons. one more to go. Five that's, seasons. That's so. a big undertake. Bigger undertaking than my what I've been doing lately. You should watch Weeds. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But I was looking at this list. I'm sorry, guys. Lower Rick and Morty on my thing. I, I was thinking about this. It's got to be an eight point three. Is that categorized by mine? Yeah. Just do like a, just do an eight point three even. Okay. For right now. It was too. It was in the. It was an eight point six or eight point seven, eight point six something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyhow, so, so the Expanse. Awesome. I can't recommend the Expanse anymore. It's a great show. It's so good. It's 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 just one of those rare shows that if you're patient and you enjoy sci-fi and you by the way you won't have to be patient forever eventually you will it will click listen, it'll click it listen, will click just watching watch episode it. to episode was hard it is it is it is a very bingeable show because you oh, keep yeah. all the info fresh on your mind if you want if you, if you really if you want something to just chew through if you're a sci-fi fan do yourself a favor and watch the expanse you're doing it's a it's a I'll say this it's a damn shame it's a damn shame if you're any sort of sci-fi fan at all and you don't watch it. Yeah. It's a damn shame. If you're you missing watch, more, and if you watch, I'll go this far. If you watch it and you stop, if you give up early, you're a dick. And it's another fucking there's damn something, shame. There's something wrong with you <laughs> if you start this show and then get to, oh, I don't know, say the middle of season two and go, man, I'm not going to watch it anymore. <laughs> I would say that you're you're a dick. I'd say you're a dick. I would. <laughs> we're not what saying we're not saying that as a club, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not it's targeting hard for one specific person who I can say whatever I want because he's never going to listen to this show. <laughs> I'm not saying it because our friend Mike think will probably think it's hilarious that I'm bagging on Parker. <laughs> but if you start watching The Expanse and you get midway through it and then you stop watching and you say that it's okay. <laughs> I know it's a too sci-fi. Or that it's too sci-fi. <laughs> too sci-fi. <laughs> you need to go soak your head. And so. and this is a show you don't have to like campy sci-fi to like it. I think a lot of people that I've pitched it to that are older, like our dad's generation, no, they the have patience. this perception that it's old campy sci-fi and they don't it's like I say it, oh yeah, humans have colonized the Right. <laughs> right. I think you need to keep your feet planted on the ground, son. Which is another unfortunate thing since we're at the end of our episode, but what the show inspires in humanity real quick, I just want to say is 
we can do this, this show is not out of the realm of possibility. Very viable. We can is a it take a lot of work, a lot of effort to colonize the solar system, but this is physically possible. one world government. Come on, <laughs> this is fi- this is possible. Possible. And living on Mars. It's a sh- it's, get a life. It's a brain. It's a damn shame. <laughs> Again, it's a damn da- shame. <laughs> the title of this episode should be The Expanse colon and and then in all caps, it's a damn shame. <laughs> I miss our custom titles. It's, it's for, a damn shame stuff. that people actually uh, think like that that we shouldn't do this stuff. Yeah. It's a yeah, damn it's shame. Too, we need to fix our problems right here. Which will never get fixed. We need to fix our problems. Right here at home. (laughs) (laughs) Our easily destroyed home. We definitely don't need to spread our seed throughout the universe and ensure humanity lives on forever. No, let's just fight about abortion and stuff right here on our dumb dirt ball. Excellent writing, excellent acting, excellent theme, excellent story. (laughs) Awesome scenes, awesome action. Spaceship fights. Oh, what? What's that? We're going to space now? What's that? What, 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 what goddamn nationality is that? Avahusa? What's her name? Avasarara? <laughs> Sounds foreign to me. Was she a friend with Barack Obama? Is that what that is? No, thank you. Rush Limbaugh here. Apparently, we're going to populate Mars. Don't know why you want to go to Mars. I mean, it just looks like a big waste of time. What do you think about the money? What do you think about the Aaron Wright fellow? He seemed like a fine guy. <laughs> that Jules Pierre Mao. Investing his hard-earned money into projects of his own, own devising. He found that proto-molecule fair and square. He's, <laughs> he's a free... I want to say American, but apparently now there is no America. It's, oh, we're all Earth. Oh, we're all Earth. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know what? You know what? I, uh, God, God help. I, I'm glad I'm going to be dead. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm going to be dead and buried by the time that the, 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 the humanity has one world government. One, one world government. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Purely preposterous. <laughs> you know, you know what I want? One America. One America forever. One world America. The greatest country. The only way in a one world government would work is if it were a Republican America that slowly enveloped the rest of the planet and conservative values were spread from from sea to shining sea. All right, let's populate Mars. Let's send all the Asians, Indians, black people. I'll say it. I'm Rush Limbaugh. We should send anyone that's not my color and build to goddamn Mars. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Haven't done that in a while. It's fun. You guys, watch The Expanse. Watch, watch The Expanse. It's a really watch good it. show. Just watch it. Love y'all. <laughs>